The following content drank all the empty, all the Kool-Aid and put the empty container back in the fridge. Start the show. Like that man, that motherfucker, <laughs> dirty bitch. That is the that is the that is the worst shit. That's if you really want to piss some black people off in their house, leave that empty container in the refrigerator. Just put one swig back in it. I didn't finish it. <laughs> and it's all sugar. I want to top it off. Motherfucker. <laughs> First of all, why are you using the small glasses? I got the big, I got the big plastic motherfuckers you know on the bottom shelf for a reason. Big Seven Eleven cups. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll be keeping those from for fun. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and for the second week in a row, I am drinking. Hey, let's go. <laughs> you know, let's fucking go. And, and we, you know, I, I had a pretty strong pour before we even started, so there will be bars. I just, I just poured up. I ate my lunch and I just poured up. Yep. And I have to say, it was a significant pour. Yeah. It's gonna be a good motherfucker. There's show. a little bit of damage in that bottle. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna take a shot. Oh. Randall, do you want to take a shot or no? Sure. Okay. Take that one. Okay. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's why I just got. Okay. This is what I've been working with. I'm going to take a little shot here. Bad decisions start Bad with decisions shots. Bad decisions have begun. Bad decisions start with shots. I Man, I was doing shots Friday night. I, I see. My Friday night re-up. I see you hitting those shots on IG. Boom. To, um... I don't know. Fuck these hoes. Fuck the- <laughs> Hello. Oh. oh. Yeah, you that forgot. One, that one went to the back of the throat. Yeah, it did. Oh, shit. Oh, man. On that note, how was your week, D. Randall? Hold on a second. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. You know, my week was... My week was good, man. It was, it was a good week. Um... You know, um, the the Every world day is Monday. The world, no, well, actually, I can differentiate the days of the week now. Okay, okay. Um, I am I I have forgotten what a world is like when Donald Trump is not at the head of every news feed that I look at. Right? Um, there are different things happening now. Uh, it's still fuck him, but at, at this point, when when Don Lemon. I don't know if you saw the clip of Don Lemon like just laughing at him on CNN. Don, oh, Don Lemon just laughed at this fool. And I was just like, just go away, dude. I love that the vibes now are uh, like it. Like the headline is Donald Trump said this, this, and this, and nobody cares. Yeah, then like you lost. Don Lemon was like, you lost, dude. You are that that you are that guy that talks about how he was a star quarterback in high school, dude. That was fifty years ago. You lost. Michael Rappaport got his shit off. And I hate Rappaport. I hate Rappaport. But Fuck I, him. But I couldn't disagree with him. He got all his shit off. P. 
Pack your shit. Pack it now. You fucking loser. You fucking lost. Yeah, he yeah he got his shit off. I'll get Rappaport that one. And then Michael Rappaport, you pack you, you pack your shit. And then you pack your shit right after. Yeah, we still we we have not forgotten uh, you and the 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 tribe the tribe called Quest documentary fiasco. We have not forgotten. Um, my week was a week. I'll say that mm-hmm. uh, it was a week. Um, there were days that ended in a Y. Yep. Um, I got a little work done, but then like in the world of video games, there's all this new content out now. I wouldn't know. There's new Call of Duty content. There's new Destiny 2 content. I've, I've returned to Destiny 2 guys. Mm. You people keep asking. Yes, I've returned to Destiny 2. Um, I've, I've gotten warmed up and you can find me on PSN and you can come get this smoke. Um, and of course, um, there's the new Miles Morales game, but we'll get to that uh, a little later. I have a review. Yeah, I was I was shut out of every PS5 uh, purchase attempt that I made this week. Well, that in fairness, the PS. Well, oh yeah, you don't have because you I, don't have a PS4. I don't have a PS4. Um, yeah, you you were not alone. The the PS5 rollout was frustrating. Yeah, I'm just gonna wait till January. I'm not even tripping. I mean, some look look. Some of them have had glitches. There have been there have been reports of glitches. It's just all sold out. But I'm I'm not really trying to compete like that. I'm I don't feel bad because one, the, the real gamers know the first rollout. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the the glitches. Yep. So I'm not mad about that because I would hate to have to be the one to have to send my shit back. Because if it was a matter yeah. of me sending my shit back, I wouldn't I wouldn't be sending it back till probably March. Yeah. I hate having <laughs> to send shit back. I do. I'm that guy. Um, the other thing is the launch games aren't that impressive to me. That's very true. The launch games aren't that impressive. I mean, you got the Miles Morales game, but it's not a, well, I have my review, um, but that's not going to be enough to satisfy a launch. Yeah. I'm, I'm an NBA 2K person, but then again with that, I'm, I can wait. The new call of, they they got the new Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, but I can tell you from playing the beta, that ain't it. Mm. That is a complete. If it had been good, I might have made an effort to try to get a PS5. But Black Ops Cold War is a joke. That shit looks like a complete fucking downgrade from Modern Warfare, mm. which for all its problems, I still give it the gold standard. Um. That shit looks mad retro. It looks mad basic. They're clearly, um, uh, they're clearly trying to pacify the people that hate that modern warfare has gotten old, has has gotten new school, and they're trying to retrofit some shit. I that shit saw, ain't I it. I think I saw Ronald Reagan in a trailer for it. You did, because it takes place in the eighties. Okay. Does uh, is there a, like a side mission that contains something dealing with trickle down economics as well? If only I might buy it. For, I would buy it for that. I'd buy it for that. If if this was just railing on Reaganomics, if this was just <laughs> railing on his batshit crazy theories about Star Wars and and all that shit, I mm. might invest in this. Mm. But that shit looks hella basic. Yeah, uh, I ain't paying for that shit. I, I might buy it on a on a price on a price drop. But 
For those of you that were asking why I wasn't on the, the other weekend of the beta, that shit ain't it. You know it's going to be like nine ninety nine in about three or four months. This is going to go the same route as Advanced Warfare when they tried to have shootouts in space and shit. And this ain't going to go nowhere. It's going to be in half price books for seven ninety nine. Let's go. By March. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, so let's go ahead and open up um, giving flowers out to Mr. David Price. David Price is a 19-year-old black man, uh, young, uh, young black man, who, when he was, let's see if I'm getting this right. I believe when he was 16, maybe, um, he, got his, he, he just got his license, and um, he, you know, of course, he had to have the talk with his parents uh, as a black man who is now driving. You have to have the talk about what to do when the cops come up on you. Yep. Um, and, you know, he was very invested in looking for uh, ways to make this exchange between him and the police easier. And there was nothing that satisfied him, so he invented, at 19, he invented what is called the safety pouch. Now, what the safety pouch is... It's like a it's like it's a very brightly colored, bright orange colored wallet looking thing that you put all your um, all your valuable or important documents for your car in, and you stick it to your window, your driver's side window. Mm-hmm. So it almost looks like like if you were a like like if you were a cabbie, it would almost look like a badge for that. Gotcha. And so when they pull up to you and when they walk up to your window, they can see your vital information is there. And when they ask for it, it's readily available and you can just pull it out. And you can stick it and unstick it at your leisure. Um, I think this is a brilliant idea. It's a fucking shame that we need this. Tragic. Um, It's a fucking shame that I think this is something that I would recommend to anybody on the road um but this is these young kids coming up with simple solutions um that fill a void or a necessity that the community has and they get a little bag for it i would not be surprised if target or one of these people picked it up it's it's really just a tragedy that's something that somebody even has to consider. That's a fucking shame. You know, but I also remember having the talk. And, you know, it's... It's fucked up, but I mean, shout out to him. Because it, it may save somebody's life someday. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, So, yeah, definitely flowers to this kid, man. That's, a, that's an amazing thing. I love that... The millennials and the Gen Zs after after them are really just proving these old fucks wrong. <laughs> these these are people. These are young people that are engaged, that are that are engaged with what's going on, and they are filling voids that their community needs. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, us older millennials are just kind of either either looking for the bag. Um, cause we too old to be TikToking, or we fucking the money off. Yeah. You know, I, I think the young millennials and the Gen Z's are doing better than all of us. Right. 
Um, they get in the bag by 25 and 30. Ryan Coogler was 30 with three with three uh, movies that were like 95% and up on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a goddamn shame. I, I mean, good for him, but damn. Anybody over 30 was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I am people over 30. I am also people over 30. Um... Wondering what happened to the bag uh, for us, and how, what at what point did I go wrong and fuck off the bag? Um, humans ain't shit. Uh, this week I want this week. I, this is part of my ongoing thing in my head. This is going to become a book if I ever make anything out of myself, um, which is fifty fifty at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, called how to handle a come up. Um, because I feel like, I feel like in the community we need that. We need, there needs to be a manual on how to handle a come up because we don't get, we don't get the, we don't get a margin, the same margin of error that white people get. Right. Um, and that is a a separate conversation that should be had, but knowing that there's just things we can't be out here doing and saying to fuck up the bag. Right. Um, you know, or to create a sense of community. And in this case, I was on, I was on IG, I was on IG stories, and I saw a podcaster that I will not name. Damn. I will not name, uh, trying to keep civility in the community. Damn. She probably don't give a fuck about what my name is anyway. Say names! (laughs) Um, and she posted a list of, of podcasters, of fellow podcasters in her area that she was suggesting kind of like on Twitter, you have follow Fridays that you need to get down with. Okay. I was familiar with most of the names on this list. Mm -hmm. What bothered me about the list was that these were podcasts from people that are either on or need no help getting on. They have no help acquiring a following. And they have a following of their own. They don't need anybody's help getting on. Um, you know, shit like uh, what was, oh, the joint with Kaz and Loki from Duse Palooza, and it, it was a few. It was a, it, they're all good podcasts, and you know the ones that I've heard, they're not bad. But what bothers me about that is they don't need they don't need the extra exposure. I'm sure it's cool for y'all to just let everybody know that y'all are all cool and y'all big one big happy family, but y'all need no help. They don't need no help getting on. And if that is the case, just say it as such. You know, make sure y'all listen to the rest of the people that I fuck with. Exactly. And list it's, them here. Don't 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 operate under the pretense of, hey, guys, here's some, here's a, a a few upstart little names that you guys might want to check out. Nah. Yeah, just call it what it is. It's it's time for the light flex starring yeah. me. Because <laughs> you know we were definitely shouting out, click the comments, because they're you know the sister group. Exactly. Time. So I mean, don't 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 make it seem like it ain't what it is. Exactly. And so my thing is, when you come up, oh, still pretty strong. <laughs> uh, when you come up, it's a great thing to do to reach down and lift up the people that are where you used to be. You know, if you know your people, if you know some people out there that are just starting a podcast 
For example, coming soon is the pre-order bo- is the pre-order bonus podcast. Yeah. Um, Ryan uh, uh, Ryan Gabriel, who is a dear friend of the show, uh, is coming up with that one. So, uh, shout out to him. It's gonna be, I believe, it's gonna be very anime centered. Uh, I like hood. I like hood niggas. I, I like hood nigga anime shit. So I'll be tuning into that. Um, and I'll, you know, I always either somebody that's that has the drive that I know they have, or somebody that just isn't is not as out there as they should be, and they deserve more of the shine. I swear, yeah. uh, Craig Lindsay and everything is canceled. I love that shit. Is Craig Lindsay still doing everything is canceled? I don't know. I don't know. We need to. We need to ask him. He does it. I mean, because he does it kind of frequently and in, and infrequently, depending on his personal state of affairs. Yes. Yeah. Um. I I've been on everything is canceled. Uh, better known as the Sour Hour. <laughs> um. So you know I. But I, I just to reach up and lift up the people that were where you are. That's how you create that that are where you were. Excuse me. Is the way you create a sense of community. Because let me tell you something. First of all, you're gonna see those people on the way down. You're gonna see those people on the way down, and you're gonna want to have treated them well. Uh, everybody's going to have a down moment. I know this is the age of social media where we act like people don't ever have down periods. Uh, but they do. It's real. You're going to have one, and you're going to want to have been nice to a lot of people mm-hmm. that you're acting like you're above. Yep. Um, I, have, I have learned, and I'm not going to make a big thing out of this today, but I have definitely learned that we base way too many things about the way we live and the way we get down on class and people don't really and there are a lot of people out here that really don't want to better their community they just want to be above their community they just want to be able to have made it out of their situation and not look back um a lot of you fuck with them and that's just not the way to be because on the way down you're gonna see them same people you're gonna see them and on their way up. And on their way up. And they are not going to be as, as favorable to you. Or they might be exactly as favorable to you as you were to them. Um, so that's just my little two cents. You know, n- remember where you came from. And definitely always be looking to raise somebody up <clears throat> uh, to your level. That, that's what I call a village. And I don't think we have enough of a village anymore. Everybody's just out for theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't completely blame us. I, bl- I, I blame the system that puts us in these positions as well. But there are definitely steps we can take to um, enlighten one another and uh, do right by our fellow man. Particularly our fellow black mm-hmm. man or woman. Uh, so that's just my two cents there. Uh, Song of the Week. Song of the Week is from the soundtrack to the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Oh. Uh, this is Jaden Smith. Young Jaden. Featuring Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. With, <laughs> with On My Own. <laughs> this is a, this is a, I'd say this is a nice little vibe. So go ahead and uh, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good show.
We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. I'm thinking about 
that was on my own by Jaden Smith and Kid Cuddy. Boy, strong. That is that, that. The force is strong in that motherfucker. Let me tell you something. I fucks with Jaden. If that don't get your shoulders moving a little bit, I don't know what will. Goddamn. That is a whole ass vibe. And on a side note, can't nobody tell me at this point that 808 and Heartbreaks is not a genre of music at this point. I. You can't tell me that didn't sound like some. Some some discarded 808 and Heartbreak shit. Shout out, shout out to Travis Scott. <laughs> That's all the credit I'm gonna give him. I have I have been saying for a long time that 808 and Heartbreaks is a genre of music to unto itself because so uh, I always measure albums like that and Dark Twisted Fantasy by a certain standard because so many niggas that came after those albums sound like them. Yeah, so many niggas have come out that sound like Dark Twisted Fantasy, but it doesn't get talked about enough that hella niggas came out sounding like 808 and Heartbreaks after that. It's their whole genre of music. Jaden Smith is one of them. Kid Cudi is definitely another. Mm-hmm. Although Kid Cudi was, I guess, was it before? Maybe that was. Maybe they were around the same time. Yeah, it's somewhat. Um, uh, Kid Cudi is another. Childish Gambino is another one that plays around with a lot of that. There's definitely a niche of 808 heartbreak type rappers that I would call them. Yeah. Um. Also, that is the most fire song. Jaden Smith has a couple other songs on the soundtrack. Lecrae has a song on the soundtrack. It's all fire. But that one, when you first, mm-hmm. when you when they give you the first real web swinging, I'm Miles, the city is mine sequence in the game, mm-hmm. that's the song they bust out. And if you if you're if you're playing the game and your shoulders ain't moving and you don't do the stank face. <laughs> Black people know what the stank face yeah, is. The stank face is. Um, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, uh, before we get into, but but before we get into any other uh, foolishness and fuckery, uh, we do have to go ahead and get the sad news off. God damn it! Um, the death of rapper King Von. Uh, King Von was uh, shot in Atlanta, I believe. That. Yeah. 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 Also, in further news this week, I learned who King Von was. Right. Right. So. This happens a lot. He, but I, I find out who people are when they get killed. This is this is late 30s, early 40s type behavior. Yes. Um, I knew of, I knew the name. Uh, King Von was not on on. He, he was definitely, he was, I, I've learned that music like this kind of trickles up. And. You have to go through the various generations to have to have arrived. Um, he was resounding with the Gen Zs. Mm. The Gen Zs were feeling him, and the Gen Zs and the young millennials. So he hadn't moved. He hadn't. That hadn't worked its way up to us. Okay. Um, he was killed in the middle of a what I have gathered to be a gang situation. It was a disagreement between crews. Between crews, excuse me. That's a different. That's a yeah. different thing. Not sure if it's gang affiliated or not. Right. Um, I don't to me, make, I don't want to conflate those. To me, I can't tell the difference, but um, it's 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 a disagreement between two ignorant ass sets of ignorant ass niggas. Um. Also in Dallas, rapper Mo Three. I don't know if it's Mo Three 
or it's one of these that's just where it's mo, but the e is a three kind of thing, like six black. Mm-hmm. Uh, mo three was killed on the high on the highway in Dallas. Um, was Friday, I think. Um, and Boozy got shot. Boozy's alive. Damn. I mean, Red. Darn, he got shot. Um, Boozy got shot in the leg. He's going to be fine. Also, I don't know if you know this person. In or not. Dallas. I don't know if you know this person or not, but okay. I just received a tweet that Benny the Butcher, who is a, a rapper from New York. What happened to Benny? He got shot in the leg at Walmart here in Houston. What the fuck? I don't know which in Walmart. Houston? Yeah, in Houston. Yesterday, in Houston. Um, God damn. I don't know which one, but I'm willing to guess it's the one off of West Airport, the southwest side. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> I don't want to make I and I don't want that to be run as news or anything for those of you that actually take the things we say seriously, but fam, I I, I know. That it's 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 that Walmart. It's the West God damn it. God damn it. Y'all, what the fuck is going on? Really? It's, we were all worried about a fucking race war, and, I'm, and we probably still should be worried about a race war. But then all the all the niggas got started nigging twice as hard. People can't separate that life from that life, and that's I mean even what re- the fuck reading up on King Von shit. It's just you know it's niggas step outside of a of, of a club or a bar or whatever, and they start talking shit to each other, and the shit escalates. You know. Lil Boosie talks big shit. Yes, he and does. In, and invites shit to happen. Um, you know, Benny the Butcher also, you know, although talented, raps a lot. Uh, God damn it, about to sound like my parents. You know, he raps a lot about selling dope uh, and, and busting guns. So, it's only a matter of time before the chickens come home to Oh, roost. man. Yeah, it's starting to sound like you that. Know, I'm just saying, these, these young boys out here, y'all y'all talking about all these guns and shit and selling your dope. The whole point. Somebody going to come back and bust a cap in your ass. I will say this, and I don't want to victim blame. I don't want to. I thought, I always felt like the whole point of the rap money yes. was to distance yourself. From this kind of, from these kind of antics. But they can't because they still keep one foot in with the people that are still there. That's the thing, and and there's a there's a there's a, a code of loyalty. Ooh, that's okay. That you, was a strong point. Yeah, you you that's that's your fault. <laughs> there's um, you know, they they still remain loyal to the people that are still there, so to speak, and they keep one foot tethered, which you know I can understand the sensibilities behind that, but. There, there are just so many times where we've seen that that shit. You, if you still got one foot in the door, you can still get your foot slammed. One hundred percent. So just, it's unfortunate, but you know, fuck it. This is what y'all. This is what y'all talk about. And and it's just it, it's wild to me because, like I say, that's the whole point of money. And it and it kills me because. Niggas don't have a problem separating themselves from people in terms of class in any other facet. Niggas be quick to move, niggas be quick out to move out of the hood and not take any steps to improve their and to improve the hood. Mm-hmm. Niggas be quick to separate themselves according to 
uh, designer clothing. Niggas be quick to separate themselves as far as every other facet of status markers that money comes with. Right. But when it comes to these kind of antics, all of a sudden everybody's drawing a fucking blank. And this is one of the things I'm always, I am always on the soapbox preaching about the the ills and evils of classism. This is one of those times where I wish classism would work. <laughs> yeah. And it's the one time where it doesn't, when it's time for niggas to stay alive. You need to make enough money to forget the niggas that came up with you. Sorry. <laughs> I've been drinking. Uh, oh, don't forget the niggas that came up with you. Just forget the niggas that are still there. 100%. Sorry. The niggas is trying to come with you. Sorry. Because um, I've learned, and 50 to 60% of good reality television, the moral of the story is usually you can't take everybody with you. Can't. Black Ink Crew is 100%. The moral of the story is a nigga always trying to come up and trying to take the niggas that came up out of, that came up out of the hood with him, and you can't take everybody with you. Look, I'm a nigga with a nine to five, and I can't take everybody with me. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I grew up with. You know, what I'm saying I ain't nowhere. I'm currently, uh, I am currently unemployed podcasting, and I can't take, and I can't take everybody with me. That's what it is. And believe me, niggas want to go for some reason. <laughs> they see you on that. They see you on that move, though. They see these numbers. You know, they do see the numbers. The num- the price is going up. The price is going up. Um, Can I throw in one thing real quick? Do it. We didn't discuss this in, in, in the pre-production. Yeah, yeah. Erica Badu sent out a tweet uh, a couple days ago, I think. Oh, shit. I know. She uh, she took a COVID test. Um, now, go. as you can imagine, with her being from Dallas and her being from Erica Badu, she has a hot take on the COVID test that she took. Oh, what's a hot take? So the hot take is, so, you know, when you do a COVID test, they, they swab both nostrils. Yeah. Well, when her test came back, she tested positive in one nostril and negative in the other. Excuse me? And she's upset that the result of the test labeled her as positive for COVID. Because it's a conspiracy and they need to take that shit off her result. How, in her words... How are y'all going to call me positive when it's positive in one nostril and not the other? Y'all, we have to have a long, serious talk. Nope. About it. Nope. We got to stop. We got to stop talking to these people. <laughs> That's my point. My point is we got to stop talking to these people. I was even more disappointed in the replies that followed because people were convinced that this whole thing is a conspiracy and it's something that's being used to control us. And Elon Musk was saying some shit like that. Look, some of, both things can be true. Yes, it can. It, it is very possible that in certain ways numbers can be conflated to produce uh, a desired result. Especially when you know that you know hospitals and certain you know testing agencies media scare they they get a kickback for positive tests. They they sure do. there is there is a financial consideration for it. Bro, you had one positive, you have a positive nostril and a negative nostril. That's a positive result. They don't need the money that bad. First of all, I don't even see how they differentiate between the nostrils because every time that I've gotten mine, they use that same swab 
and they jab it in both sides. So if they find something, they find something. Elon Musk was just saying that he had he he, he took four tests. Two of them were positive and two of them were negative, and something is awry. Elon Musk is way too smart to be saying that stupid shit. Is he? I mean, he makes flamethrowers. I know niggas that can make flamethrowers out of a spray can and a cigarette lighter. <laughs> Let's go. Um, and and this does tie into the next uh, part of our sad news segment is that Jeremiah has been hospitalized. He is in the MC. He is in the, the MCU. He is in the ICU. I was like, damn, that's what we got to do to get a Marvel deal. Get Marvel money. They know. He is, in, he is currently in the ICU on the respirator uh, with COVID-19. Shit. Um, so, prayers up. Uh, prayers up for him. Hopefully, hopefully he pulls through. Um, this should be, this should really be reinforcing uh, that you niggas are not taking this seriously enough. Uh, and I know you niggas aren't taking this seriously enough because you niggas with the club flyers need to be stopped. <laughs> Um and 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 Burn, I did get your message. I realized that the club flyer you sent me was uh Glee was was comedically edited for comedic purposes in the group chat. But somebody's throwing a COVID party out there. Somebody is out here th- somebody is throwing a COVID party. Somebody's throwing a COVID party. People are saying people people are throwing parties that do not with the flyers, they don't have any evidence of oh, bring a mask. Uh, social distancing will be in effect. All these, all these fucking party flyers look like to me is come get your COVID before nine. Yeah, come get your come get your COVID and three dollar you call it before nine. That's it. <laughs> um, cause y'all don't give a fuck, and I don't understand what it's gonna take. And the holidays are coming up, so y'all are gonna be even less incent- incentivized mm-hmm. to socially distance. And stay the fuck home. I remember back in the day, the cl- the, the the cold kept niggas in. Mm-mm. Those days are over. I was driving home from somewhere yesterday, and every restaurant, every bar, every shopping center, every place that could have people was filled to the gills with people, like it was nothing. And it makes the people that have been doing the right things think they're fucking crazy. Like Texas doesn't have the most number. Numbers just shot up of, in Texas. Of, of COVID cases in the U.S. We, we Texas is officially number one. Lena Hidalgo is just waiting to lock this shit down again. And I support it. I salute it. Because you motherfuckers don't know how to fuck to act. Shout out to El Paso for really fucking it up for Texas, though. El Paso? Oh, El Paso. They, they're on the rise with that COVID shit. Jesus Fucking crazy. They are they are lighting it up. Harris Harris County. I think Harris County is like top five. I mean, we still got the most in the state, but in terms of the rate of increase, El Paso is, is beating everybody by leaps and bounds right now. That's a damn shame. And so is Dallas. Fuck Dallas. Fuck Dallas. Uh, really, fuck Dallas. Um, let me guys. This is getting out. This is getting out of control, and even. Even for people that are not socially conscious like some of you motherfuckers. Even y'all have to see 
that something in the milk is not right. Even y'all have to see that at some point we have to take responsibility as a community in helping to slow the spread. Nobody's saying that if you stay in the house it's going to go away immediately. But at least to slow the spread to where the hospitals are not packed to the fucking gills. So if if somebody should have a non-COVID emergency, the ones that y'all keep saying are happening and being conflated as COVID, mm-hmm. somebody can get in the fucking hospital and get some care. That make any damn sense, y'all. There was a I just read where Caribbean just opened up their cruise line, and the resulting cruise had tons of people. Dozens, maybe, I don't know, maybe in the triple digits. It's like 177 or some shit like that. People catching COVID. What the... Who the fuck is taking a cruise during a pandemic? You're locking yourself in on a boat with the COVID. And that was kind of what set this whole shit off to begin with. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> and and, and uh... I just, I read where there was a wedding. There was a, there was a wedding where... It was a it was a huge wedding, and 117 people caught COVID, and seven of them died. Seven people died from going to a fucking wedding. Look, I have all due respect for there. There is a mutual friend of ours who I, I won't name. Congratulations. Who's getting married um, at the beginning of the year, and she? I just received an email that she sent out to everyone that RSVP'd that said originally we expected this number of people at our wedding. Um, and even that number at the time figured in pandemic pricing, yeah. so to speak. Um, and they said, you know, due to what's going on with the numbers right now, um, we're going to reduce that number by 75%. Uh, and, you know, there's only going to be, I mean, I, I, I think that, I don't think there's going to be more than 20 or 25 people there. And it's, and it's, and now it's an outdoor situation. She doesn't like people enough to have more than twenty twenty five people. Yeah, but I, I I just appreciate. I mean, that number went from like two hundred something, like way down, and you know, explaining to people that you know they can primarily view it through streaming. They understand that people want to be there and they want to celebrate with them, but we value your health more than we do you celebrating this moment with us. Right. And I I just have all the appreciation in the world for that because that you know that's. Look, y'all, y'all can talk all the shit y'all want to about about us being controlled. Um, understandably, y'all can talk shit about how it affects you know businesses, especially small business. But what y'all can't talk about is how a lot of these same people, especially, and I hate to say it because a lot of them are friends of mine, bars and restaurants. A lot of y'all motherfuckers have have proven that. Y'all would rather be in business, like y'all. You're not even thinking long term. Like, yeah, you need money now. I understand that, but shit, y'all are also contributing to the problem. I don't say, uh, dead people can't be returned customers. They cannot be. So all you motherfuckers at fifty fifteen, the address, Turkey Leg Hut, and every hookah spot in town. I understand y'all need to make your money. I understand you need to pay your bills. But you are also exacerbating the issue, and, and, and you're contributing to it. So, and when you, because when you make money off of a community, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. when you make money off of a community, you do bear some responsibility to that community. Absolutely. 
You do. Um, those people are putting food in are putting food in your mouth. At some point, you are beholden to that community because you've made money off of off of labeling yourself a part of that community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna when we look back at what a shit show this was, we're gonna look back at you. And when we look back and and people people's nowadays the internet is not written in pencil. <laughs> People's people's memories are a lot. Lo- the the internet has helped people's memory to be a lot longer than it used to be. Your uh, shit memories are a Google search away. There's a whole function on Facebook that will take you back a year. <laughs> I know because I get the notification of yeah. some shit I said last year, or some shit that someone tagged me in last year, or somebody tagging me in some shit that I said that I need to be reminded of. Last year, because you cancel culture, motherfuckers. So don't ever think that because that because the money's good right now, and that you're staying afloat now, that people ain't gonna remember when we need to pull together as a community, and you left your community hanging uh, because you did not have any sense of community leadership or responsibility. And you were just after the bag at the cost of people's lives. Don't get it twisted. We remember. The North remembers. Yeah. And so does the South. I, I don't claim And so the does the South because in real life, fuck the North. I don't, I, don't, I don't go to the North side. The South side remembers. Goddamn right. Um, what else is going on? Oh, Drake Watch. It's time for another uh, a quick installment of Drake Watch. Where we talk about what Six God is doing, who Six God is doing it with, and whether or not there are coded messages to Rihanna in it. Um, Drake has Drake is obviously antsy for uh, his new album, Certified Lover Boy, to come out. He's as antsy as as I am to hear it. Um, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, we start this. We start this segment out jokingly because it seemed like he was in the news all the time but i am genuinely a drake fan um i i don't understand this new internet theory that drake doesn't have any classics uh that's just a strange i don't get that um obviously he's very pumped about certified lover boy his new album to come out which is coming out in january And he said that he wants us to that he said he basically said that he senses that we're gonna receive certified lover boy the same way we received views from the six. Hmm? Cause you know, we kinda at first people kinda clown views from the six because they were looking for a workout album and you know, views from the six is not it. No. Was not. It was it's a pop album, it's a dance album. Uh some people call it a pseudo dance hall album. Uh, it's got dance hall tendencies. Uh, he he had he had dance hall aspirations. He had dance hall aspirations, <laughs> um, but a lot of people clown him for it because they called it mad sensitive. But then it ended up being one of his biggest selling joints. Um, yeah, and, and not because of the workout capacity. <laughs> right, right. It was definitely it's not because, a lot of workout. It's because he okay. simped for most of the album, like he's going to do in this new one. Um. I, I can't argue with that. All I know is that has signaled to us 
that there's going to be a lot of love songs. I would expect nothing less from an album called Certified Lover Boy. I was going to say, it's right there in the title. Um, but here's my thing. because I, Maybe because I'm an R&B guy as well. As long as you simp well, I don't really give a fuck. Keith Sweat did it so well. I, look, man. Some of these young cats is out here simping just as hard. They just doing they just doing it with uh more progressive soulful vibes. Lucky they simping too. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, <laughs> like, let's not get it twisted. Uh, Bryson Tiller simping. He he's he's baby simping behind Drake. I was gonna say, I was say we're at the point where. Drake is a where Drake is a crooner to the point where some of these young crooners got to go through Drake. Shout out to Kirk Bangs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um I'm still looking forward to it, man. I I'm still I'm still fucking with that laugh now cry later joint. Yeah. Baby. Um Yeah, I'm, I I and I don't understand this new this new shit people talking about. Drake doesn't have any classics. That's fucking that. Now, now, now y'all just he got some shit. Now y'all just being contrary. Y'all just mad. Y'all yeah. just mad at the light skinned guy. Yeah, <laughs> shit. But you you can't tell me you didn't jam nothing off of what was it? Uh, um, thank me now. Oh, thank. Uh, thank me later. Thank me later. Thank me later. Uh, fireworks was a classic. Was successful on there. Successful was a classic. He, he got some classics. He got some classics where if it come on, everybody's singing that yeah. bitch. Um, I think I, I I think he came out. He came up at a time where classic meant something else in an era where your you weren't defined by radio airplay. Yeah. So maybe a classic will come on and you don't, and the whole club isn't gonna sing it together. But we all gonna go, damn, that's that shit. Because people don't make people don't make songs necessarily for that anymore. They just mad at the mulatto messiah. The <laughs> that's all. Not the mulatto messiah. The mulatto messiah. <laughs> um. Oh man, what else is going on here, baby? Um, baby. Um Baby. Baby. <laughs> oh man. Um I miss alcohol. <laughs> oh man. There it is. He's back. I'm so lightheaded right now. <laughs> and it feels great. Um, so Spotify apparently has been teasing the possibility of a podcast subscription service. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we're entering a time in the podcast wars. Um, and when I say the podcast wars, I'm definitely talking about the major players like spotify and google and apple mm-hmm. and even the even the semi even the even though the content creator level like you know joe budden's got his network um uh charlemagne has his network the podcast war is about to get interesting 
But it's also the major companies um, who definitely profit off of the data and the and, and the clicks. Um, they're going to be trying out a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's, it's going to be very experimental. Uh, we know it's going to be very exper- experimental because now we live in an era where you can you can fail publicly and be fine. Um, the DC universe, remember that shit? Mm-hmm. The DC universe is all but dead, and most of that shit has that that is going to last as he's ported over to HBO Max. Let's go. Or um, you know, Swamp Thing has moved over to the WB to the CW. Yeah. Um, Still not watching. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. But um, you can fail publicly and rebrand and be fine. Yeah. So Spotify is going to try to roll out this podcast subscription service. Uh, now that they're shoring up their base and they have all their and they they're they're accruing exclusive deals, even after Joe Budden has shown y'all that this is bullshit. I would like to see. Y'all try to cho- charge Joe Rogan's listeners for listening to the Joe Rogan podcast on Spotify. Not gonna happen. And watch them go straight to YouTube. Facts. Um, y'all clearly, this is them experimenting with the with the data that they have accrued so far. Because this is what the major this is what the major corporations do. They take the data and analytics that they have. They run the numbers and they say, can we get away with this? And Spotify has enough money to just run some shit and have and have it be one big live action research and development experiment. And nobody be any the wiser. Y'all are lucky that people even pay for Spotify premium to begin with. Just to listen to music and all this stuff without without ads. This is facts, and they're about and and don't get it twisted because I have heard that they're going to try to sneak ads into the podcast. Mm. So even if you're just listening to one pot from one podcast to the next, one song to the next, whatever, they're gonna they're gonna sneak ads in the podcast and have their podcasters run do ads on air. Well. They tried that shit with Joe Button, and, and he didn't. He wasn't into that. I would do counter ads and be like, "Yo, whatever ad you just heard, fuck them." <laughs> Tell them to eat a black owned dick. Eat a black owned dick. We, uh, you know what? We're gonna do a public service announcement. We're gonna do a, a eat a black owned dick public service announcement <laughs> just for the future. Just for somebody. Who, well, no, let's not fuck up our bag yet. Yeah, Joe Rogan got a bag. <laughs> um. I don't know. I think we're going to see more bullshit. I think we're... And not just Absolutely. from Spotify. Well, especially since Apple is about to roll out their Apple One bundle, which is like Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple News. Apple News? It's all in one bundle. Who the fuck asked for Apple News? Uh, I mean, it's... Right now, the app is free because it comes on every iPhone. Is that just, a, is that just one of them... Mac tech geniuses, yeah. Well, uh, reading headlines. What the fuck is it, that? It 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 basically. Eh, it, what's the word that I'm looking for? It it pulls in a lot of news feeds, so you get news from a bunch of different places. Okay, from all yeah. the major outlets or whatever. But then they have so it's like some clipboard. Yeah, 
Okay. But then they have some that look like they're very interesting articles, and it's like, oh, nope, this is Apple News Plus. You have to pay for that. You know what? I am getting sick of all the subscription notices every time I click on an article that I find on social media. Let me tell you something. When somebody posts an article, and it doesn't necessarily say, uh, you know, um, this post has been canceled, this post is private, whatever, but you click on the article, and it tells you, it blocks it behind a paywall. Oh, they hit you with that paywall. And that's everything now. Yeah, y'all can hold that then. Fucking New York Times, Vulture. I think Washington, no, Washington Post doesn't have a paywall. Yep, yep. I'm sure they do. LA Times. LA Times. Everybody got a fucking paywall Go now. Go for it. Houston Chronicle. Y'all do that shit too. And it's, it's, it's monetizing. It's monetizing social media in a way. But it's it's monetizing monetizing social media in a way that I think is kind of intellectually terrible and dishonest, and I don't think these companies are losing money by having these things circulate on social media. I don't. Uh, I don't know the numbers. I don't know. I don't know enough about analytics to be able to prove that for a fact. But it's janky, and it's making the it, it it's making the press janky. And I don't like it. As somebody that studied, as somebody that studied journalism in school, I don't like it. Um, monetizing doesn't have to go this far. No, it well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to go. But this I know far. they they're losing on the advertisers and all this other shit. But look, my parents still get the physical paper Real every day. Talk. <laughs> Real talk. I'm man. You don't realize how much you miss. Um, having somebody drop that paper off at your front door until you miss that net, you miss that subscription because you tell yourself you're 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 cutting the cords and pulling the plug or yeah. whatever. Um, but I miss I I like that being able to get up first thing in the morning, walk out to my driveway, and pick up the paper. Speaking of driveways, this has nothing to do with anything. We did not talk about this in pre-production. I talked about this briefly on um. IG. Oh shit! Um, the following. I want to put a. I want to put a quick public service announcement out to all the Uber drivers, all the male adult Uber drivers out there. The very. I. I get it. Everybody's trying to socially distance. Everybody's trying to make sure that they're staying safe, and you know. So you want some of these. You want some of these jobs. Some of these gigs you get. Right, driving Uber to be kind of you know a, a quick transaction with no interaction. Fine. Having said that, the very next time I have to see or hear about y'all dropping my mother off at her house from the grocery store, and y'all have left her fucking groceries at the at the bottom of the ramp on the driveway on the fucking curb and not at the door or in the fucking garage I will single handedly beat your ass I will beat the unholy hell from you I I swear to god what the fuck what the fuck is wrong with you what the fuck is wrong with you? First of all, first of all, I'm already mad at what was his, what the fuck was his name? Robert, whoever the fuck that was who left my mom at a fucking gas station. Mm. 
Because what the fuck is wrong with you? And I, if I ever see him, it is go time, this motherfucker. But y'all on the curb? The curb? You know how rude that is? You know how rude that is for old people who got back problems and knee problems and shit? Who the fuck leaves anybody's groceries at the bottom of the ramp on the curb? That's in the street, nigga. And, I, and some of you black, and some of you are black men that have dropped my mom off at her off at her house. You ought to be ashamed of your fucking self. The fuck is wrong with you, man? D -d man, back up, back into the driveway. Ain't no cars out there. Back into the driveway. Leave that shit at the fucking door. I could deal with going with, with being over there and seeing some some groceries at the fucking door. Leave them at the door. Open the let them go inside and open the garage and leave them at the foot in the at the foot of the garage. I could deal with that. You're leaving people's groceries in the street. You uncouth, rude motherfuckers. I'm a, I will knock your ass out and then I will give you one star a one star review and then I will report you. And it's still on site every time I see you. My foot in your ass straight up and down like 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 six like six AM. Swear to God. Roll the dice, Uber. You could be a winner. I mean that shit. On with the fucking uh 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 on with the fucking broadcast, man. Damn. That's so rude. Who Uber been on some shit. Uber been on some bull you know what? The fact that it's a pandemic and that these rideshare motherfuckers and these they're emboldened they're emboldened because people need them more than they ever have and they think they can get away with little bullshit like this especially if I catch a black man doing this shit you ain't, ain't shit stopping you from being a gentleman your community needs you but your community also needs you to be setting an example that's important Customer service matters, but customer service matters even more in times of crisis. So true. And it's not just getting by and it's not just serving your community. The way you serve your community and the way we get through these things matters because that's going to matter in the long run when we out of this shit. You're setting the example to somebody, you, you know, because you never know who's looking at you. You're setting the example to somebody's children. You said the example. You were the example for how black women how black women would be treated. And yes, I'm I'm making this a black woman thing, because I really don't feel like you would have left you would have left some soccer mom bitches uh, groceries at the foot of the fucking driveway. You mm. wouldn't have. If that was JJ Watt's mom or whatever, you definitely wouldn't have left her shit at the in, at the bottom of the fucking driveway, because JJ JJ Watt would stomp a mud hole in your ass, because he's from Wisconsin and them country and them cornbread country motherfuckers are big about manners. Get the fuck out of here, man. That's that's rude. That's rude. And we 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 need our community to to rally around each other better than that. We just do, man. That angers me so bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to put a whole stop in the broadcast for that I, shit. I, I was wondering if this was coming because I saw it on IG on Friday. I was like, oh shit. That ran me so fucking hot. I I just looked and was like, all I I I came home and I looked and was like. I didn't know if my I didn't know if my mom was home. I didn't know if anybody was at the house. 
Why would there just be all these groceries in the fucking... You don't know, you don't know if she got anything perishable in there. She's got fish or whatever. Why are there groceries in the driveway? And why is nobody, and why is nobody taking them to the door? That should come with the service. That's ridiculous. Uber needs to do something about that. Uber needs to do something about that. I'm going to write a long and passionate letter about that shit. Uh, real talk. So, mm. that's my that's my two cents on that. Um, just whoever did it and whoever keeps doing it and whoever does it in the future, um, you're on notice. Uh, you're going to get your ass whooped. Um, what else is going on? Byron Allen. Here's a here's a follow up. This we can actually call this a, a episode a new installment of the price just went up. Uh, Byron Allen and his Allen Media Group. Uh, had, this is actually a couple weeks old. Uh, I wanted to revisit this. You know, we we were we were kind of more election focused, so I want to catch up on some some things. Uh, the Allen Media Group actually acquired. Um, <clears throat> MGM's over-the-air broadcast television networks, This TV, and Light TV. Hmm. Um, um, I think they're. I think they're. I think they've got online options. They're available on cable, and uh, they've got. They're. They're nationwide. Not every uh, cable provider provides them. Yes. Um, they have a lot of MGM film TV content, um, and Byron Allen just bought them both. We, if you've been listening to this podcast, then you know Byron Allen is doing what he told you, motherfuckers, he was going to do. Yep. He's buying back the block. He is buying back the whole fucking block. You talking about somebody who is who is making a way for his community? Rich motherfuckers, rich niggas like Byron Allen don't lose a case. Mm-mm. They just learn from you, motherfuckers. He lost that that Comcast case about a. Uh, about um, uh, racial disparity in the uh, in 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 content, mm-hmm. he's showing you motherfuckers what time it is, and he's been buying up channels ever since. This is just a, this is just another step, and when it's time to when it's time to pony up some cash to acquire these channels that start making quality content that people want to see, you know, when we get when when Stranger Things moves to one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> And y'all want to pony up some fucking cash, and you got to, and you you come into that meeting and you see Byron Allen walking at the, at the other end of that table. You go see Byron Allen walking down the street like Omar in the wire. <laughs> like, Byron's coming. Byron coming. Hey yo. Um, this is what we're talking about when the price goes up. When you deny us, when you deny us the first time, once you denied me the first time, and I make and I make moves and I make a come up, and you see me at the other end of that table, whatever whatever I was looking for in the court case, just go ahead and triple that, and that's the starting point for negotiation. Mm-hmm. Y'all y'all gonna learn because we always talk about how how there's not a lot of wealth in the community. It's just not a lot of Pop culture wealth. Yeah. Because motherfuckers like Byron Allen been doing this shit for years. Byron Allen owns uh, the Weather Channel. <laughs> the fucking Weather Channel. You know how long the Weather Channel's been on? And people still actively watching that motherfucker? Now, I wish Byron Allen would put his 
foot on fucking Jim Cantore's neck. But that's a whole other episode. Um, you don't stop motherfuckers like this. Mm-mm. The price is... And, and, and that's why he's rich like he is. Because the price is always going to go up. The price is always going to go up because he's a nigga in these, in these circles. And y'all going to keep doubting him. Y'all gonna keep doubting him. He's gonna keep. He's gonna go back, laugh at y'all, go back to acquiring shit, and mm-hmm. then you got to come see him in the long run, and he makes that long money check. Yep. That's what we're talking about when we say the price went up. That's how the price goes up. So y'all, y'all can keep fucking with Byron Allen and not taking him seriously if you want to, when he owns a chunk of the basic cable package <laughs> of, of the Xfinity basic basic cable uh, package or whatever. Yes. Uh, y'all gonna come, y'all gonna have to come see this motherfucker. You're gonna be mad. Uh, so white people, you know, keep doubting him if you want to. Uh, what else we got? Oh, I, I got to review the Miles Morales oh, video okay. game. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, Spider Man uh, has a sequel to his PlayStation Four game or the PS Five for the five of you motherfuckers that listen to this podcast that actually got in on the PS Five. I am not one of them. I am also not one of them. Uh, Spider-Man's uh, the sequel to the Spider-Man PlayStation game uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales for those of you who don't know who that is um, Miles Morales is a half black half Puerto Rican correct um, uh, basically anal- I don't, don't want to say analog but he is another Spider-Man in that universe that was also bitten by a spider Yeah. that uh, Peter Parker has been um has taken under his wing and he kind of represents a different kind of Spider-Man who protects Harlem. Uh, I like I didn't I now I since they did the little revamps in Marvel Comics, I didn't mm. know he was actually from Harlem. I thought he was also from I felt like he was from Queens. Because the the, the whole point of uh Miles Morales created by uh Brian, Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli by the way. Um, was that he was imagined as um, what would happen if if a spider bit a radioactive a radioactive spider bit somebody in in today's New York? You know, what would he be like? Um, and he's actually from Brooklyn. Okay. So what if what if a kid from Brooklyn got got bitten by a radioactive spider? And, oh yeah, that's right. They moved to Harlem in yeah. the story. Okay. And demographically, it would probably be someone of color. Um, in Brooklyn, very likely, uh, very likely half half black, half Puerto Rican, and it was created in Marvel's Ultimate line and blah 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 blah. Now Moved it's over to the main line. Yeah, now it's over in the main line, and he is a wildly popular, wildly popular. Yeah, version of Spider Man. You saw Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Um, and so now there's a game about him, and basically. The the original the OG Spider Man Peter Parker has gone out of town on a working vacation and now um, there's only one Spider Man in the city right now who has to protect the city and Miles is kind of a rookie and uh, um, so a lot of the adventure revolves around him being a him still uh, working out the kinks in his system. Um, I will say. That if you if you played the last game, for those of you that played the last game, um, not much has changed as far as the gameplay mechanics. 
if you can web swing in that one, you can web swing in this one. If you know how to if if you know how to do all the combos and get into a large fight in that one, you know how to do this one. They have added some things because Miles Morales has other uh, spider powers that Peter Parker does not have. For one, he has uh, an electric uh, uh, venom blast mm-hmm. that if he touches you, he shocks you. Um, you're gonna use that in the game a lot. Because they kind of they very much characterize him as not as strong as Peter Parker, um, but he also uses his but he's also very smart like Peter Parker is and he uses his mind. So you're gonna have to figure out your way through a lot of puzzles in the game. Um, there are times when he is Miles is a capable kid. Uh, he goes to an advanced uh, an advanced youth school, Brooklyn Visions Academy. Stand up. Um, you know, Brooklyn Vision stand up, you know, PS18, whatever. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, he does a lot of hacking. Um, he understands a lot of, a lot of high-level scientific uh, jargon. Um, that's used a lot. One of the big complaints from the first game was that Spider-Man had too much of a relationship with the police. Hmm. And it came across a little tone-deaf um they have eliminated that in this game because you know um in the first one spider-man listened to the police bands to figure out what trouble was and he spent a lot of time fixing the police bands in this one miles's friend genki has created a app that is wired into that is wired directly into his suit and uh, you can anybody can log on the app and um, request his help with a problem. I mean, there's you know, there's so and so downtown. Let me drop my location. Um, someone stole my car. Let me drop my location, kind of thing. And he gets he you know for every case he solves, he gets he he gets a, a a top star rating. And it's it's also it also represents a community keeping the idea of policing within the community mm-hmm. and um it's you know it, we don't talk to police we don't talk to police we'll fuck with that spider-man nigga though <laughs> i fucks with him where he at um there's a and there's a lot of them referring to miles as our spider-man yeah so they definitely embrace the idea that there is something fundamentally wrong and there's a relationship divide between those neighborhoods and law enforcement because anytime you see law enforcement in the game they are vastly undermatched they don't have a lot to say and when you solve a case somebody usually says you better get out of here before the police show up (laughs) they know miles is black (laughs) (laughs) just by Um, his shoes miles on every level is the hero that young people that I'm I'm so happy that young people have. Yeah. He's he's not a he never comes across as token. He's very in touch with his with his community. Um he knows of course he knows Spanish cuz his mother cuz his mother is Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. He knows Spanish. He knows he knows sign language. He knows mm-hmm. ASL. There's a character that I suspect is going to end up being his girlfriend. That's not a spoiler, that's my theory. Hmm. Um there's a character that knows ASL, and he is very fluent in ASL. He took a class at Brooklyn Visions. Yeah. Um, 
and he he's very in touch with what the community needs and it's just like we were talking about the the, the kid who made the safety pouch these kids are showing you at every turn that they are here to make the to make their community better than it was when they got here before they got here and um you know there's a, so there's a lot of drama in between and even the uh there are there there's some black lives matter uh kind of illusions in this story um there's definitely a scene where miles is is uh uh held at gunpoint and he definitely has his hands up telling them not to shoot him and there are people filming him filming it on camera on their camera phone um so there are a couple of triggering moments so your miles may vary on that i was triggered early on and haven't even played the game yet He's triggered because he has not played the game and he wants to. No, I'm triggered because I feel like I've been lied to. In Enter the Spider-Verse, Miles was wearing Air Jordan 1s. And in this yeah. game, he's wearing, he's wearing Adidas, Adidas superstars. superstars. That they're selling, that they're going to be selling. Uh, Shock. Probably, at, probably coming out on Black Friday. Shock. Uh, he is he is definitely wearing Adidas Superstars. I'm hurt. Um, there's a version. There's a suit that has the that I believe has the what is it the 11s? No, he, he well no he had the ones. He in, had the, in ones. the movie. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> if that's the case, that's the only suit I'm wearing. Um, if I get it. <laughs> um. So I, I Miles, this this is the kind of rollout. That Miles needed to establish to establish this character as somebody for the young people, um, somebody that the young people need. Because don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of Brian Michael Bendis. I was a huge fan of the character when he wrote him, but I feel like the character has evolved to a point where, um, you know, when you, when you put art out there, it's not yours anymore. Yeah, and I feel like this character has become ours. They very much, uh, quite a few times in this game, they refer to him as our Spider-Man. Um, differentiating between him and the Spider-Man that is very clearly from Queens and spends a lot of time in Midtown. <laughs> um, who is funny and entertaining, but also the whitest of the white guys. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a game that I wish I had had when I was a kid. For a hero that I wish I had had when I was a kid, um, I think this is um, it's it's short. I will say that it's short. It's shorter than the original Spider-Man game, but honestly, there there are arguments made that that game went on too long. Yeah. Um, and so certain things got redundant because the game was so fucking long. Um. Having said that, I would rate this... If I had to rate it something, I haven't rated anything in a long time outside of comic books. I'd probably rate this a 9 out of 10. Okay. Also, the music... As I mentioned before, the music is wonderful. You have people like Jaden Smith and Lecrae and a couple... I think they might have had... They might have had a Spider-Verse song on there. I don't Hmm. remember. Um... Yeah, everything is everything about this game is wonderful. It's very it's it doesn't feel tacked on at all. It doesn't feel like they're just trying to sell you miles as a side note. It's an amazing game. Nice. Um with that said, 
We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I have to say, we, we are we are drunk. We are drunk at the same place at the same time. I'm, I'm again. A, I'm, I may have to go back to water again for a while. <laughs> we'll see. Um, oh, you know what? Uh, uh, one thing I missed um, in Drake Watch. So, you know they tried to kill him on Twitter. What? They so this is how you know people are bored on social media during a pandemic. Somebody somebody just randomly started this was like either last night or like or the night before. This randomly started RIP Drake. Hashtag RIP Drake. And so everybody thought maybe Drake was dead. Mm-hmm. And he had to clear that shit up. <laughs> Who the f- that's how I know niggas are bored. There was no, and it wasn't like, cause you know, usually they have like hashtags. They have a double meaning that like mm-hmm. somebody will say something like Chris, the hashtag Chris Evans is over party. They did that for a while. Cardi B is over party or some shit. Somebody just came up with RIP Drake and said, let's see what, let's see where this goes. And I know he's just like, yo. Can y'all at least wait till after my album to kill me? Can we at least wait till the album comes out to kill me? Get the sales up. I'm <laughs> like, just saying. Like, kill me the day after the album drops. <laughs> just to bump up the sales a little bit. Let's do that. And if I die, and, 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 and if you kill me, please don't end every sentence with, baby. <laughs> um... Also, I didn't know this. I was, I was, we were taking a break and I was looking at the news randomly. Studio 30 is closing down. Thirty thirty, It's a wrap. AMC's, for those of you that don't live in Houston, AMC Studio 30 is kind of an institution. <sighs> this movie theater is an institution unto itself. Yes. Um, everyone you know, everyone that your mother knows, everyone yeah. that your mother's mother knows has been to Studio 30 to yeah. go to the movies. Um, I remember when it was hood as fuck. Cause it's entire it's right existence because it's right across the street from Walmart. It's entire existence. It's whole existence. Um, I remember when they tried to class up the joint and it was still hood. I remember seeing at least a couple of movies uh, on Craig Lindsay's. Well, not on Craig Lindsay's dime because he got the pass for free. Um, I remember, man, I'm gonna miss that place. I think I think every I think every I think every dude in his mid thirties has finger fucked a girl at Studio Thirty. Um, not saying. <laughs> I, I just, you have to think about it. <laughs> that's, that's a long way to think back. Studio Thirty, man, it was it was the it was the first large multiplex theater in Houston. We had we had Meyer Park fourteen, which oh, had fourteen screens. Park. Which at the time we thought was amazing, and, and I actually, that was huge. I actually got in more trouble at Meyer Park than I did Dirty Thirty. But thir- Dirty Thirty on the southwest side. Damn. When I tell you, like when that shit opened, it was. It, I don't know if it opened while I was in high school because that would be dating myself. 
Um, but it was definitely a formative part of my high school experience when I was able to drive independently. And it has always been like the club. And everyone from everywhere went to the Dirty 30. Um, some people to finger bang, as <laughs> Oz so eloquently stated. Um, I, I miss the memories that I had at the time when I didn't know better. Um, it's probably good that it's gone now. <laughs> yeah, man. It's going to keep a lot of people out of trouble. Either that or it needed a deep clean. That is, and, and you know what? That's definitely not a theater that you want to go into post pandemic. That was the first theater I thought of when they when they tried to act like they were going when I when they tried like they were going to revitalize movies during the pandemic. Mm-mm. I was sitting there like Mm-mm. that shit ain't that shit wasn't clean before the pandemic. <laughs> At no time was it clean. Are you kidding me? Um, I have known people that have worked there over the years. I oh man, yeah. I probably finger fuck somebody that worked there over the years. Um, there's a lot going on. It, it, my generation was weird. Um, <laughs> definitely gonna miss Studio Thirty. Deserves a salute. Um, definitely gonna miss Studio Thirty. That was definitely institution. As a, it was a cornerstone of hood Houston culture. Mm. And then you, and then you leave and walk over to Walmart. Yes. Cause a bunch of fucking trouble over there. I think there was a Sonic nearby. Sonic is across the street on Westheimer. There used to be there used to be a store next to it called Just for Feet. I don't know if y'all remember yes! that. You buy every, for every twelve pairs you buy, you get one free. Oh my god. But it could never be Jordan's. So I was I was always too too poor for that. Yeah, show. I never made it to that twelve pair. I never <laughs> That was for niggas like a little flip to flex on and shit. Um it is time, with that said, it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. <laughs> this week, Serena Williams has come out and told us that she had to teach her husband, Alexis Ohanian, about using a washcloth in the shower. Good for you, Serena. Civilizing these savages. Civilizing these fucking heathens. <laughs> That just either I, either that or this motherfucker, much like me, had exfoliating soap. That, no, he. I've never understood. <clears throat> Use my inside voice. I've never understood how white people bathe. <laughs> like, do you just rub the soap on you? What? Well, okay. Do you not? So, what I gather. I only gather this because I just picked it because I because I've I've just started using a new soap. And I'm putting this question out to our white listeners to explain. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think that I well well they have that, but they also have the little. You haven't seen that little fancy sponge? It looks like a little it, like it, a little loofah sponge, like a little loofah. But I don't even see them. I think they use, use that. that. No, you haven't seen you every time. I, every time I see white people in the commercials, they got the soap in bar their in their hands, and going, going ham, and they're just gliding over that dirt with the soap bar in their hands. What I so, and I think they're trying. I I think they've caught on, and they're trying to eliminate that, but not make white people uncomfortable. Because I've started using a new soap, and I was curious. It is an exfoliating soap. Hmm. Like it, like you can feel the dead skin coming off, mm. the dirt and the dead skin. Like it's, it's, 
I don't want to put them out there. It's a really good soap. And if you if you inbox me, I'll probably tell you. But I don't want to put them out there because I'm still hoping to get a lava with pumice. No, I'm still <laughs> hoping. To, I'm still hoping to get like a little endorsement deal off of them. Oh, we trying to get that soap endorsement. Man, look for the for the. We need those. I think we need those. We need to be selling soap to other black men. We not not for obvious reasons, but I think we need to. I I don't think we have enough of those classy conversations. Damn man, this is a good this is a good soap. This is a good scent for for men. We just we just rock the Irish Spring call the fucking day. But then you're gonna have that one dude that you talk to, and he's gonna be, like, hey bro, you wash your ass though. Yeah, I don't want to have that conversation. Because you know, nigga, you wash your ass as gay, nigga. See, I don't keep them in my employ. Yeah, I keep hearing saying. about them among the. Uh, I keep hearing about them from women. I don't know none of them. You gonna you gonna you gonna run into the washing your ass as gay crowd at some point. Oh man, and I, then, I'm not looking forward to you, it. You just gotta explain to them that, you know. And I, I but yeah, I, it's a it's an exfoliating soap. It's got and it's all natural. And it's got natural ingredients in it. That make it rough. That's cool. I'm still using the washcloth. I'm I, as as am I, but they yeah. They, I I think they're I think they're developing that kind of thing, uh, to get the dead skin cells off and all that shit. Sell it to white people first, and they'll stop aging oh, like the, milk. white people invented it. I, I I know this is a white people thing. Okay. Um. It it it's just it's just the ingredients. The ingredients are all natural, so they started suggesting it for black people. Mm. For for black men, um, it's good though. I really hope they give me an endorsement or some shit. I'm I'm gonna reach out to them. Um, but that's good. Serena Williams is bringing culture to these fucking savages. <laughs> you know, leave it to Wonder Woman herself. Yeah, to bring uh, fire to the people. I appreciate this. I appreciate this because I appreciate any any movement. As somebody that had to work with white people for 10 years, I appreciate any movement to get white people, mostly white men, to stop smelling like a wet dog tried to come in through the cat door. I am heavily appreciative of this. God damn. Smelling like hot dog water. Smell, you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you know how they always, they always talk that shit about how niggas smell like outside? Outside is the starting point for white people, and mostly white white men. White men don't give a fuck. I, I, that that is maximum white privilege. Smelling like white pig. men don't give a fuck. Smelling like pig wrinkles. Damn. Smell like uncooked macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Get the fuck out, uh. man. White people don't give a fuck. And they highlighted this, and not just a matter of smell, but white people get to go outside however the fuck they feel like. Remember that episode of Atlanta? Smelling like old watermelon rinds. <laughs> Remember that episode of Atlanta where they was it was a flashback and it was all about that FUBU shirt mm-hmm. that the fake FUBU shirt Earn bought, yeah, or whatever. And you had and you had the whole thing over the drama of. The FUBU shirt being the difference between you being cool and not cool. Yeah. Meanwhile, the white kid who never got any crap from anybody showed up wearing whatever the fuck he felt like. Yeah. And no, and and nobody said shit to him. That is maximum white privilege. White men get to go outside however the fuck they feel like and get and nothing is said about them. 
Mark Zuckerberg wears flip flops. Uh, you know. Mark Zuckerberg goes out of his house in flip flops. If if I had the choice, I would. Probably. We all would. Flip flops and socks. I probably would not. My feet are not attractive. Flip flops and socks. As a matter of fact, well, you know what? Anybody with OnlyFans, <laughs> let me just let me just give you a little advice. Whatever you do for your OnlyFans, put your feet in it. Put your feet in the put your feet in the in the picture. Put your feet in the video. You're gonna make this is some free advice. You're gonna make thirty percent more money. Yeah. OnlyFans is a weird place, and people go all the way up for some reason for the foot pictures. Uh, just so you know. But yeah, so that's Serena Williams teaching teaching these savages how to wash themselves. Um, there's so much Serena Williams is probably teaching that man. Oh, she he had never heard of throwing it back before. Uh, he had never heard of that uh, before. He had never. I, I guarantee you, because I because I I saw him, I saw what he looks like for the first time this week. Uh, there's so much he's never learned from a black woman. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't, man. There's so much he has never learned from a black woman. He's never he he didn't know what the two hand washing machine move was before a black woman came along. He never had nobody throw it back on him. Get the fuck out of here. This man, this, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, whatever happens, however far this goes, if this goes all the way and they're a lifelong wonderful couple, the next time you see this motherfucker out at the club, if that's a thing, he's going to be a whole new white man. Common blew it. God damn it, he blew it. <laughs> Common, stay blowing it. Common, Common blew it with Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> Common blew, he blew it with Amanda Dern. Or what's the name? No, he blew it with Angela Rye. What, what's that white woman's name? White woman? Yeah. Uh, Did he go out with Laura Dern? Laura Dern. Yeah, he was out there. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. I, know, I know he went. I know she went out with that basketball player. She went. What was it Baron Davis? Maybe. I think she went out with Baron Davis. Common went out with Laura Dern. Yeah. Like big little lies, Laura Dern. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Common is sticking and moving, boy. Let me tell you something. Common is out here. I I can't even be mad at him. Common is sticking sticking and moving like a lot of people think they are. Like a lot of people get like a lot of regular niggas getting on the chin talking about oh you probably say it to all these hoes and you know you gotta treat me I ain't like one of them other hoes. Common is the one doing it. I don't understand. It's all right for everybody. Common fucked up with Angela Rye. That's the one that that's the one that puzzles me. Oh, they look happy as shit. Look at Common with that tailored suit on. And that standalone mustache. And that <laughs> Common fucked up with Angela Rye. That's the one that gets me. Cause Angela Rye, in my in in my opinion, has just always this is a, she's the Amanda Seals of the Beltway. Angela Rye is just a regular light-skinned chick who watches the news. That's it. Yeah, she's cute, but she's loud. She's right. She's Amanda Seals. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've never seen them in in the same place at the same time. I think Amanda Seals is making an extra bag, being just another light-skinned person. That's my theory. I'm running with it. What else is going on? And white people must be so. Oh, 
Corey Bush. Um. <laughs> now, now remember, I was telling you niggas. Um, representative elect Corey Bush, uh, from from Missouri's uh, first congressional district, uh, was just elected in this election. Um, Corey Bush apparently. Her fellow GOP, her 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 GOP co-workers, and, and, and remember, well, and the thing about Corey is Corey is actually she's actually a Democrat. Is she? She's a Democrat, but the GOP faction of the House. I'm so fucking stupid. Yeah, I thought I thought when I I saw REP period. Oh, no, I no. thought it meant Republican. No, That's representative. No. Yeah, she's a representative. God damn. I but, was so fucking drunk. But the story the story is still valid because the GOP contingency in the House The GOP the the GOP her constituents across the aisle thought that she was Breonna Taylor because she wore a mask that said Breonna Taylor's name on it. <laughs> they thought that she was someone that is not alive currently. Whose whole claim to fame is the fact that she is not alive. I think... If, At the hands of the police, mind you. If, but not alive. If there is one name that you should remember coming out of 2020, besides Donald Trump's name, it is Breonna Taylor's name. One. Huh? We don't have a choice in that yeah. one. Breonna Taylor is a name that is ubiquitous with with everything that has happened in 2020 in regards to civil rights and human rights and our relationship with, with the police and law enforcement. Um, her name has been mentioned above and beyond anyone else's. And if you look at that face mask and your first thought is, Oh, her name is Beyonce. First of all, who wears their name on their face mask like that? No one. Well, no one. besides Trump. I, I just <laughs> shit. Of all people, how do you, that and that only tells you what we're dealing with when we talk about when we talk about dealing. This is who I. By the way, I just want to put this out there again. This is who Ice Cube wanted to deal with. Yeah. This is who Ice Cube wanted to see at the table with. Yep. This is who this is who Ice Cube was so proud that he was trying to get five hundred billion out of. If you're trying to deal with somebody on the issues of race and the and the disparities of what we go through as black people in America, if you're trying to deal with somebody on those terms who doesn't know who Breonna Taylor is in 2020, you need to stop talking to them or keep talking to them and you're just a fucking moron. If at this point you are an elected official and you do not know who Breonna Taylor is, you are willfully ignorant. To what's happening you are out of touch you're willfully out of touch you're out of touch and you're okay there and because you want to be because you want to be and because it doesn't affect you and because if you do anything about and because if you do anything about what's happening then that would take away some of your power in the in the new status quo yep um which is another reason that we again i repeat stop talking to these motherfuckers 
Stop trying to have a seat at the table with these motherfuckers. You know, the three people. Let's talk about the real quick. Let's talk about the three people that had a seat at the table. Yeah. They had an actual seat at the table with Donald Joseph Trump. Let's talk about that. Mm. Two of them caught COVID. One of them died from COVID. Got him. The third one is Amorosa. Those are your options for having a seat at the table with Donald Joseph Trump. Catch COVID or be Amorosa. You don't want to be. Uh, uh, you don't want to be either one of those fucking things. I'm almost willing to risk COVID. I'm. I look. If, if those are my. I'm options. a reasonably. I'm a reasonably healthy gentleman. I'll take my chances with COVID. Fuck Amorosa. Somebody actually tried to convince me that Amorosa might be redeemable. How? She wasn't redeemable before she got the job. She wasn't redeemable on The Apprentice, yep. a reality game show. At no point. She wasn't redeemable then. She's one of these motherfuckers that I hate at networking events that say their name more than you say their name, uh, which kind of takes the price down. <laughs> My God. Rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan. Damn. Um, send your racist stories, your racist real life and... Your racist real life encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself and D. Randall or anybody you've ever heard on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log into opinionswhileblack.com and you will find a portal to get in touch with us through whether it be Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. We'll be back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. Mm. And we are holy shit. We are we are fucking drunk. I've cut myself off. I'm I'm gonna take a shot. I am my, I am my own designated driver, so I've cut myself off. <laughs> and You're I'm, at home. And my and I'm at home. <laughs> I'm gonna pour myself a shot because I Ubered here. <laughs> um, I Ubered here, and I'm gonna celebrate the fact that I got some kind of special reward. Or reward points, or I don't know how it works. Anyway, here, boom, shut. Mm. Mm-mm. Hit the air horns for that one. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh boy. Mm-mm. Yes, yes, yes. It is time for your listener letters. Oh, it is. Uh, Randall, you said you had a listener letter. I actually have one this week. Okay. Um, yeah, one of the me- one of the methods that you did not mention and how to get in contact with us is just to text us directly. Apparently, people just text us now. <laughs> Could you talk about this? Uh, this one comes from a friend of the podcast, A.A. Ron, um, white ally. What up, A.A. Ron? Purveyor of fine whiskeys and whatnot. Um, he, he fell down a Reddit rabbit hole the other day. Oh, shit. Because uh, sometimes he works overnight and he just gets bored or whatever. Um, he says, how do you guys feel about white people joining black fraternities or sororities? White people joining black fraternities or sororities. That happens. Yeah, he, he was reading about uh, a guy named Sam White and his sister Rachel, who are a Kappa and a Delta, respectively. Uh, fuck a Kappa. Fuck um, a Kappa. And he says, it seems like, based on his research, that 
a white man joining a black fraternity seems to be more accepted than a white woman joining a black sorority. Than a white woman joining a black sorority. You're right. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that his wife must be affiliated. Uh, I don't I don't think I don't think his wife is a soror. Okay. Um, okay. Um, but I know you're you're probably more closely connected to fraternity uh, life than uh, I am at this point. <laughs> you know, just based on your on my history, your your more recent association with college. <laughs> um, but I, I I know that I have seen throughout the years, like every every black fraternity yeah. has, they all have that one white dude, one hundred percent, who's cool as fuck. He has a clean fade, and. He's just cool as shit. Like he's he's white, but he's not white. Right, you know right, right, right. Um, but but typically, Rory from the Joe Budden podcast was a kappa. Does not surprise me. <laughs> does not surprise me. Yes, Rory from the Joe Budden podcast is a type of white dude that joins a black fraternity. One hundred percent. And 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 the thing is, black fraternities don't they don't they don't discriminate against certain types of people joining um you just got to be cool as fuck basically it's true it's true you just got to be cool um um i'm sure the criteria i mean since i was since, since i since i was in college i'm sure the criteria has evolved and improved and you have to be a little you have to be a little more than just the local white mike yeah we call, we, we call him white mike growing up yeah you have to be a more than just white mike you have to you you have to show some kind of I'm sure you have to show a little more interest or a little more connection to the culture. Yeah. You you definitely have to have an interest in some knowledge and not some an extensive knowledge of black culture. Right. Um because again that's that's an integral part of fraternal history. Fraternal exactly. history, especially with black fraternities and sororities, exactly is um, you know, a study of black history. So there has to be a respect for that. Um you know, and so um I think that it's to answer to answer his question. It's not unheard of, um, because every I'm sure every generation of college attendee has encountered a white Mike on their campus where we just made it amazing that he was stepping with the niggas. But how many white Michelles have we seen? That's the one thing, and, okay. I, and I think that's kind of at the heart of his question. Like, I also don't, I don't recall seeing a lot of white women in black sororities I, I have also seen it i will say this the only time i've ever seen a white woman in a sorority it was it was always a zeta um i don't know what that means i don't know if i <laughs> i just not me talking down on zeta phi beta or any of that i'm just saying in my experience the only what the only time i ever saw a white woman online they were probably a zeta um, having said that, it is also not unheard of. Um, I think it gets less publicized just because of the social gender hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there may be something to that. I don't think it's it happens more or less than a white man. Um, it's not that strange at this point. I think what's stranger than that is the auxiliary the the little auxiliary fraternities and honor societies that try to have their own little step moves but they're all fucking but, but they're all dorky as fuck so you got all the kids in the chemistry class trying to step yeah 
that's always hilarious to me. Yeah, and and I'll say also, um, there is a decidedly different experience from a white person joining a black fraternity than a black person joining a white fraternity, for example. Um, I I remember when I was in college, there was a guy named Damon. Okay. Not to be confused with Damien. Who joined the, the the TKEs, the Tau Kappa Epsilon or whatever they call them, Teeks. Yeah. And you know they they were kind of known on campus to be the, the the snobby white guys who you know whose parents were probably quasi politicians, yeah. and you know probably voted against our best interests any chance they took. And this guy named Damon, who had dreadlocks at the time, um, joined them and went over. And I, I kind of remember maybe a year or so after him beginning to distance himself from them because, um, and again, I, I, I am not a fraternity type person. I would never want to be part of one, but I do know that fraternities have, they have a history yeah. and especially for like a lot of white fraternities, they have a history of aberrant behavior against marginalized people 100 not saying they're all bad uh, but in fact one of the reasons why we have black fraternities and sororities is because there is a, a bonding of african-american culture that occurred and they wanted their space to have these 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 things so the histories of both of them um whether it's a traditionally white or traditionally black fraternity and sorority are markedly different because and, and they have different goal so to speak one is an established culture of i mean nepotism if you want to call it that um the other one is kind of a counterculture to that uh, as a means of bringing together a community of, of traditionally marginalized people i like the words you use nepotism because that's exactly right I mean, that's what it is um i will say that black people and th i think this is what people mean when they say black people are traditionally more welcoming and forgiving and inviting the white people because i can guarantee you none of the divine nine has lyrics in their song that say there'll never be a cracker at at uh aka you know what i'm saying <laughs> remember that shit yeah a few years back yeah. when they they had that video on the bus of the, yeah. that white fraternity mm -hmm. and the lyrics actually said there'll never be a nigga here yep and they tried to walk that bullshit back let me be on that let me get on that bus uh, that was oh. That never be what? <laughs> no, what? No, go. No, nah, finish the song, song, bro. Finish the song, bro. man. That shit slap. That shit slap, dog. <laughs> there never be a what? Oh, y'all don't. The, hold up, y'all. I heard y'all niggas from outside just now. I just I sound like y'all said something. Y'all, nah, y'all hey, sure? Bus driver, close the door. Close the door. No, no, no. <laughs> No, just start driving. Just start driving. Just no, start we, driving. No, we, we, got, we got a six-hour drive. We got a, a six-hour drive. What are we, what we talking what was, about here? What, oh, we, this is when you know niggas get mad. What was said? <laughs> what was said? I never, love that one. There never be a... What, what's your name? Tim? That's your name? Tim, what, 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 you, what you studying? There never be another what? 
Oh, you want to be an engineer? Get your ass over here. Because, Tim, you was loud just now. You was nigga. loud as fuck, bro. You had no, your chest poked not, all the way out. No, no, anything no, anything a man can say once, a man can say twice. Mm. You you know you know a nigga mad when they start breaking <laughs> off that hood wisdom? They start making parables out of shit. Anything, you know you know what I'm saying? You know, my daddy said that anything a man can say once, anything a man can say it twice. You know what I'm saying? Well, we quiet. You say some shit like that, be ready to, you know, my, my grandpa used to say, you say some shit like that, be ready to die. I'm ready to die right now, nigga. You ready to die? You just start walking down the aisle looking at each other <laughs> eye to eye. And they looking straight ahead. It'll been on and popping. Um, so just just as a matter of context. Um And by the way, this has been another episode of Nigga Peace Theater. That was a that was another we brought back Nigga Peace Theater. Y'all ain't heard that in a while. Um so yeah, just for context. Um it's not unheard of. It's definitely Far less unheard of than uh, a a black person in one of these white fraternities. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's kind of a it, it's a slippery slope, but not that slippery. Um, especially now that a lot of the, the the TSU has become more integrated than ever before. I last time I was there for homecoming, I had never seen that many white people on campus. Um, so yeah, there's that. Thank you, A.A. Ron, one of our upper echelon, top tier members of the Opinions Wild Black family. You know what I'm saying? Outside get open again. We gotta have you through, bro. Oh yeah. I already told him. Um. Him and his wife. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Wife can come too, definitely. Um, Karen Caldwell asked, what other games other than spades and dominoes should be played at kickbacks and other black events once the Rona settles down and shit? Uno house Uno. rules. Uno, Uno, period. He took the words <laughs> right out of my fucking mouth. Uno, niggas are so invested in Uno that when we hear the official rules from the manufacturer of the game, we tell them to suck a dick. Yes, that ain't how we play on this side of town. Matter of fact, I would almost put Uno above Spades because. There, there, there are people who are genuinely afraid to play spades. My thing is, if you get called out on spades, <clears throat> your ass better not be scared to play Uno. You better. You Everybody better you have down. to play Uno. And there are people who have been enemies for life off of a draw four. <laughs> I what up? You just made an enemy for life if you put a draw four on a nigga. Look, and if you if you got to be clear with the rules, do we stack or do we not stack? We I, we playing doubles or no doubles? What are we doing? A listener, a, li, a listener of this podcast, uh, shout out to Terry Crawford, uh, one of my oldest friends ever on the planet. Uh, on my been my friend my whole adult life. We had been friends for a solid decade before we played spades and Uno together. It was a holiday party at a co-work. We were at damn this is back in Bed Bath and Beyond days. Mm-hmm. Um, at a co-worker's house and you know a lot of old black folks got over there and started throwing down the spades and the uno and after 10 years of us getting along swimmingly I had never this was the first time I had ever felt an active test of our friendship Look, and she looked over and she looked over me and said don't you fucking underbid. See? Mm-mm. And I had never been so scared that I was going to lose my best friend in all my life. Having said that, 
We whooped them old. We whooped them old ladies' asses. Having said that shit, we definitely we definitely unloaded on their ass. So don't get it twisted. Your boy's still nice with it. And we unloaded on their ass in Uno too. So don't get it twisted. We also nice with the Uno. Hit them with the air horns. So uh, you know, if me and if me and Terry are ever out of a function and they break out the and they break out the get downs, you know, I know I got a, I know I got a partner over there. Yeah. So you that's got, that. And the, the, but the the part that you have to understand about spades, dominoes, and we Uno, the old ladies' asses. <laughs> The part you have to understand is if you are willing to partake in those, especially if you're playing a team game, m- make sure that you think about your friendship going into it. Because 100%. Relationships can be irrevocably changed Ooh, with that. And, and it's okay to say, you know what? I respect you too much to do this. Let's just enjoy. Let's just enjoy being here. Let me get you another drink. Um, cause if, and if you're not completely confident that the person sitting across from you at the table will not uh, underbid or renege in spades, you, you, you just have to be prepared for that. You just have to be prepared. Like, okay, if they fuck this up, are we still going to be cool? If that answer is not an absolute yes, just like you know what now nah, I'm, I'm just here to chill man and when you're trying to get and when you're trying to integrate yourself into a new group of friends this is also important yeah euphonic so shout out to euphonic he's one of these niggas who is always trying to put all of his friends together he's one of these popular motherfuckers in high school mm-hmm. one of these popular super social motherfuckers that he, he he always tries to put a big alphabet soup of niggas together and try to put everybody in one big happy family. Um, so he brought one of his homeboys over um, that was slated to go on what ended up being our first second guy's excursion later on. Mm. Um, and so I ended up being dude's space partner. This cutting, underbidding. <laughs> Not reading the board, motherfucker. Mm-mm. And my click, you know, I, it, it was the first time I had been playing. I was playing against Euphonic. Usually, we are a pretty solid team. I couldn't say I couldn't lose face with my crew. Yeah. And you come in new. I think you're gonna make a name for yourself. He fucked up the whole vibes. That's tough. And not only did he fuck up the vibes that night, that set the tone for the vibes. When we went on the lake house outing. He didn't make the next trip, did he? He did not make the next trip. Okay, yeah. He did not make the next trip. Very sorry about that. I had to ride with him. I had to ride with him back for that trip. Um... So I missed out on some of the drama. I missed out, you know, you know, when you come back from the trip, and, you know, the, the that one group up in the car got to got to rehash some of the yeah some of the shit that they didn't know happened. I'd hear about that shit later because I was riding with this motherfucker who cannot play cards to save his fucking that's, that's life. Tough, man. He established his vibes for the whole trip. Yeah. No. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Got to be careful, man. Um, thank you, Karen, for that. How asked. Women you would hit but wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not answering that. 
I'm not answering that. Y'all not getting me. Y'all ain't getting me canceled. You're not. You're not. I would suspect that anyone that Oz would hit at this point, he's telling. Like if, if Jordan Woods gave him the opportunity, <laughs> this nigga's telling everybody. <laughs> Every fucking body. Everybody. everybody. Don't let her leave some shit. You know, if 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 Wheezy, oh, shit. if Wheezy's like come through. I Oz, took that Oz, selfie. Oz is dropping a pin in the group chat. Fam, <laughs> do not disturb having sex with Wheezy. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Y'all messy motherfuckers. I already know. Y'all messy motherfuckers going to tag her in this shit, too. Yeah. I already see it. Hey. Oz said at one hour and 30. <laughs> no. But, um, but I mean, if it works out for you. If Oz, look, if I smash, and, I'm the, and that's not to say I'm a kiss and tell nigga. That's that's different, but at the same time, I I'm not secretive about the regular chicks I fuck. <laughs> I'm not secretive about the chick about the chick I fuck at Studio Thirty. Mm. I just got through telling y'all I'd finger I'd finger banged every date I'd been on at Studio Thirty. What the fuck? Wow. Not every day. Not every day. That's, that's not every day. God damn. <sighs> Uh, but you know, like I'm, and and because secrets are just hard. <laughs> they, they, secrets are hard. It makes life complicated. If somebody asks me if we, I'm not gonna volunteer. To, if somebody asks me if we fuck, yes. Now, if I think I'm never gonna see this person again, if me and Jordan Woods fuck, I'm, that's a lightning struck, and that's never gonna happen again. Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably go. Yeah, Jordan slid. Jordan slid through. Jordan slipped through, and you can. I'm not gonna answer every question, but <laughs> the get downs got down. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, if it goes badly, I'll probably tell that. But that's for opinions <laughs> while Black After Dark coming yeah. soon. Um. So yeah, Hitboy wouldn't tell anybody. I don't really have those. And and if you, if you're implying that is somebody out there that's like not really up to my standards or some shit like that, I just wouldn't fuck them. That's the solution to that. I, if that's the answer you're looking for, Hal, I just wouldn't fuck them. But yeah, anybody that I would fuck, I'm probably I'm I, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a huge secret. Um, thank you for that, Hal. I thought it, it's because I got scared for it. I thought he meant that I would like physically assault. And I was like, what the fuck? Hal's trying to no, get y'all not getting me canceled. Fuck mm. that. Uh, L. Llewellyn James, but hell's not kind, not that kind of nigga. Uh, L. Llewellyn James asks, actually, I would be curious to hear some discussion of the abysmal state of affairs insofar as Nichelle Nichols, oh shit, the original Lieutenant Uhura of Star Trek is concerned. It's just been recently revealed that Miss that Miss Nichols had been the victim of elder abuse at the hands of a new manager who apparently whittled his way into her confidence. Damn. Now that's fucked up. It's always fucked up to hear. Um, cause I wasn't there like wasn't there a, a, some accusations of elder abuse on Stan Lee before he died? Oh yeah, there was a ton, of, and that's that's the exact example that I was about to to bring up. That had gone on for a few years. Yeah. Um. That's that's fucked up. So I, I see here where her son is seeking conservatorship for her. Um, 
Mm. That's so fucked up. And you know what? And I think part of that is where the generational wealth conversation comes from. You want to be able to keep your wealth in the family because hypothetically, family don't do that kind of shit. Yeah. And you want to be able to keep your wealth and keep your influence or what have you. You want to be able to keep all that in the family. Somebody's going to take care of your ass. So I, I I'll admit that I I wasn't aware of this. So I was I, not aware of this either. So I'm not I'm not going to speak on it as if it's fact. But if 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 that is the case, um, to me, elder abuse is one of the most disturbing things um, that you can do. Um, I spent 15 years working in the financial services industry, uh, working for different banks, and I was very privy to that on. A, a very frequent basis and it, and it and it's sad especially when um there are people who are family members who are who are blatantly and obviously taking advantage of um you know the the ones that 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 came before them the ones that paved the way for them um i just i guess i just kind of saw in a blurb that michelle nichols may have dementia and that's oh, no. and that's a very you know that's a very frequent Condition. Oh, they gotta go fuck me up for her. Yeah, and that and that sucks, man. Her her, her sister, I believe, has a go fuck me up for her. Yeah, and it, and it sucks. Um, even seeing it with Stanley, it it just sucks that, um, you know, I I watch my parents age, and and thankfully both of them still have their wits about them. Yeah, um, almost too well because they still both talk shit to me all the time. But I I I can't imagine getting to a place where I would take advantage of someone um, with, with any type of incapacity, whether right. it's mental or, or physical. And having seen that so much in my professional life at, at one time, it, it was, it was really disgusting for me to see, uh, I, you know, people who just blatantly stole from their parents and their grandparents without conscience. That don't make no damn sense, man. Um, these, these are people who, you know, worked hard their entire lives to create a living for their children and for their grandchildren. And then for them, they're rewarded with someone taking advantage of them. And, and I mean, th there was, dude, there was one time where someone signed their mother up for a reverse mortgage. Uh -huh. And in a nutshell, what a reverse mortgage is, your house is paid off and you slowly sell it back to the bank. That's just... That's just a very generalized description of it. Um, and this poor woman did not realize that this is what her son or somebody has signed her up for. She just noted that she started receiving checks every month in the mail. And at some point, the bank was like, all right. Um, after a certain amount of time, after sending you checks, they they just buy it outright. And they were about to boot this woman out of home. And she had no idea that she had been signed up for this 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 product, right? And it it, it sucks, man. Um, I'm I'm really hoping the best for Nichelle Nichols. Um, she doesn't deserve it. Nobody who deals with that deserves all. it. Um, you know, she's besides her being a human being, uh, she is also an icon in the industry. She paved the way for a lot of people. Um, that's that's horrible, man, and, and it just. It it goes to show how easily 
our elderly people can be overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, because life, because I get it, life happens, and we, we, everybody, people fall out of touch with people every day, but we can't afford that to happen to our elderly people because they're in less of a position to just be okay on their own. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the most important part about family, man. It just breaks my heart that nobody was able to step in sooner. I'm not, not that anybody was neglecting her per se or any, like any of her family was neglecting her. I don't know what the situation is, but just that they, they weren't in the know. Yeah. And it's sad. Um, and God bless her sister for jumping in, for, for jumping in and starting a GoFundMe and her in her name now but just it, you know it makes you fortunate um to have the people in your life that you have um to always have to have somebody looking out for you because nobody is really an island and nobody mm-hmm. can afford to be an island these days in the conditions that we're living in um so William Shat, look out for your girl look out for your girl really um every you know so if you I'll, I'll post this uh I'll post this GoFundMe somewhere, and you can do with it as you will. Somebody posted it in the comments, so I'll repost it. Um, thank you, LOL, and that was a that was a good one. Um, I didn't know about that one. Damn. Uh, Nene Woods asked, "Do you think the Secret Service will have to forcibly remove Cheeto Hitler from office?" <laughs> yes. No. I hope so. I hope so. I want to watch that. I, I want to watch it because you know what he's gonna do. He's gonna do the thing that little kids do when you try to pick them up, and they just turn their they just make their legs turn to mush, <laughs> so you have to drag them. Yeah, you be sitting there, stand up. <laughs> I already know what's gonna happen. My mom actually has a different take on this. Um, my mom was like, "I think y'all are going about this the wrong way. If he wants to barricade his ass in that bunker, let him. Leave him in there. Let him." Leave Lock them the in door. there and just let every yeah, and just let everybody else just like show up and start working. Turn off that nigga. D- d- leave him in there. Turn off his work badge. Yeah, and he'll be all right for the first couple of days. Yeah, you know, shit. He'll get hungry at some point. I'll get his. He gonna get out of there real fucking quick. You gotta reverse psychology, dumb motherfuckers yeah. like that. Like, who are you? Oh shit, you used to work here. All right, what's up, man? All right. Well, you need somebody. You you need you know how to get. You need somebody to let you out. You good? All right, can bro. You, can you do me a favor? Can you um, just can you take this trash bag to the dumpster on your way? <laughs> now, now you now you can't go out the front. You got it. You got it. No, you got to go out the back, man. You got to go out the back because you your, your bags don't you, work. You, you can't go through here. Yeah, and there's a there's a dumpster. Just when you walk out the doors to the left, just drop it in there, and then you know shit, man. You can do your thing. Good, bro. Um. I, and that and the Biden administration has said many times already, um, the White House is very good at removing trespassers yeah. from the premises. Look at all the niggas that tried to come at Obama. Real talk. One dude made it all the way to the elevator. Oh, God, that was <laughs> Yeah, I remember hilarious. that shit? Jesus. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, one way or another, I don't think it's going to be a huge problem. I think it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Either way, whether whether they have to remove him or whether he just leaves on his own, it's going to be funny. Because now, every time, and he knows it's coming. Because every time you see an article now 
about what he's going to do with his future or whatever. As if he's some kid that just graduated college and doesn't have any fucking money or something. Um, it's a picture that looks in the White House, that looks in the window of him just sitting there looking sad. <laughs> It's the funniest Trump picture I've ever seen. You know, all they got to do, though, next time he goes golfing, just turn his badge off. Turn his work badge off and let him, can't, let him not be able to come to the building. Yeah, what you, what you doing, man? What you doing? What you, what you, what you doing? Nah, nah it's, it's locked. Nah, bro. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and get that card up off you. Can you let me in? Bro, it's, nah, it's locked. Nah, I can't nah, do it. Can't I'm do it, bro. Good, man. Nah, this... Everybody got to sign in, man. Yeah. You, you a visitor? You can get a visitor pass, <laughs> but you can't come in the back. You here for a tour? Yeah, as a matter of, as a matter of fact, you say your work bad don't work. Let me go ahead and get that up off you, bro. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, either way, it's going to be a delight to watch. Um, Marisha Johnson asks, "Do you believe holographic rights have progressed in the Star Trek universe?" Man, we are getting some questions this week. <laughs> right? Y'all really hitting us with this shit. What the fuck is? <laughs> Y'all know we drink, right? Shit. Holo- um, what holographic rights? Because you know they all all this shit is hologram is hologram based, and that's in the far future. And we have holograms now wait, of we, people. Wait, we say Star Trek or Star Wars? What? Star Trek, Star Trek, the holodeck. Where Cap where Captain Picard goes and like yeah cosplays and shit. So what 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 are we asking? Do you believe holographic rights have progressed in the Star Trek universe? Because technically some of them holograms are alive. Like the Doctor. Like uh, the Doctor from Voyager. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what we're asking, though. Like, do, do, I guess rights is in, like, you know, like robots have rights and shit. Uh, Probably. I would say because it hasn't happened yet, technically. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to put it this way. The... The, the the benchmark of whether or not a person uh, whether or not a, a sentient being has rights in any I feel like in any sci-fi universe is whether or not they fuck mm. I feel like that it's whether or not they fuck it's whether or not they can they can because fucking at its core is about reproducing yeah I, and I think they have some hoteps will tell you sorry there are certain standards that apply to define something as a living sentient being reproduction is one of them. I think the ability to eat and digest matter in some capacity. I don't know. Um, there's too much alcohol to answer that. <laughs> I will say this based. I said in order to get your answer, I will, I will return this question to you. Okay. Not you, but, but to her. the, to the writer. Um, do you feel like the hologram of of Kim Kardashian's father has rights? Ooh. Long lost hologram ancestors. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'm going to ask you if you think the doctor on Star Trek Voyager fucks. Because that was that hologram, right? No, no, no. That was the same guy who played it, but it was a hologram on another Star Trek thing. Yeah, if that hologram fucks... Then I can better answer this question. Remember, holograms. Oh shit! Sorry, holograms are. Um. They're they're. They're 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 software. I mean, they're, they're algorithms. So they so don't. So far. So far, they 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 technically don't think for themselves. But then you can argue the same about us as well. I don't say 
we have to we have to re reevaluate what what sentient thought is in the era of Kanye West. So and you know, Westworld has put a spin on that as well. Damn, they um, did. Th- these are the kind of questions that people ask when they're high. These are stunner questions. Yeah, like, I'll give you that. This is just a, it's a, it's funny. It's funny and keep asking them, <laughs> but but stoner questions nonetheless. But I've thank had, you. I've but, had too much to drink to answer that clearly. Marisha is endearingly geeky. I've 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 seen her on the internet and okay. I've seen her in real life. Uh, she's endearingly geeky, and this is an endearingly geeky question. I believe she. I think she's written for Black Girl Nerds before. I think based on the principles established in Westworld, it's entirely possible. It's very possible. Um. Again, I need to know if we're talking about holograms that fuck. Um. Uh. So thank you, Marisha. Thank you, everybody who sent these who who sent who sent these questions in. Um. Opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com or opinionswhileblack dot com where you can get in touch with us through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or apparently just fucking text us or something. Shit. <laughs> um. It's time for the top three STFUs. Who are the top three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! We have a runner-up. Mm. Our runner-ups, actually, they have to share this L. It's T.I. and 50 Cent. Okay. T.I. and 50 Cent, long story short, as we announced at the top of the show, King Vaughn died. T.I. and 50 Cent have been arguing over, um, basically, T.I. had some commentary about how uh, niggas, basically, in his opinion, niggas need to stop bringing this violence and shit to Atlanta. Even though the niggas who ran up on King Von are allegedly Atlanta niggas, um, and King Von's sister had to get her shit off. Uh, she was very offended by this man having an opinion about this, and was like, "Why the fuck are you always getting involved in some shit that ain't got shit to do with you?" Um, as if you're some fucking elder statesman of Atlanta that we all have to go through. Uh, when most of the time, we, anytime we see you, your ass is coming out of the strip club cheating on your fucking wife. Why don't you? Why don't you focus on your family and make your shit right with your daughter and leave me the fuck alone? Uh, which is a hundred percent. Actually, hit hit that hit that woman with the air horns. That is a hundred percent true. Um, mind your fucking business. Mind your fucking business. Uh, quit trying to recreate, do the right thing, or self destruction, or whatever the fuck. Um, and meanwhile, Fifty Cent was like, "Nigga, hush, they'll kill you." In in regards to whoever was behind the shootings, uh, nigga, hush, don't you know who them gangs are? They'll kill you. Fifty Cent is so far removed from the streets. And yet he always tries to pretend he has his ear to his ear to the ground on what gang niggas is doing in Atlanta. Uh, we don't want to hear that either. We don't want to hear that either. You can't you can't have it both ways. You can't be on Instagram Live buying your woman Birkin bags in the uh, uh, gifting your woman Birkin bags in the club for her birthday, making vitamin water money, and still have your ear to the streets <laughs> doing knucklehead shit. We don't believe you. You need more people. He's reading his own power scripts and thinking that he's still connected <laughs> to the streets, man. Courtney Kemp got him high on his own supply. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. We don't want to hear from either one of you niggas. Yo, I figured out what the problem is with T.I. I was listening to him on the 85 South show. I'm sorry to hear that. 
T.I.'s problem is that he is the smartest motherfucker he knows. T.I. formulating coherent sentences in the presence of D.C. Youngfly and Carlos Miller probably makes him feel like he is the smartest motherfucker <laughs> he has ever met. And that's the problem. Yeah. He is uh, he is that one he's that smart motherfucker that only associates with dumb niggas. So that tells you all you need to know about TI. I don't need to say any more about fifty cent because fifty cent is um human excrement of the highest order. Shit. Um fuck him. Fuck them both. They need to shut the fuck up and stay out of this. It's not about y'all. Um it's about that it's about that man's family grieving. Let yeah. them let them grieve. Um Number three is Matthew McConaughey. Really? Rustin Cole. Damn. Gotta shut the fuck up. I like him. I like him too. Damn it. I don't like him in politics. Oh. He's still I, from Austin. Oh, yeah. he Yeah. Yeah. We got the, So, here's my problem with Matthew McConaughey. I, I, and this isn't necessarily it happened this week, but I just recently heard his... Uh, his interview on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey is trying to get into, uh, I guess he's trying to get into politics. Mm-hmm. I think he's running for something. I want to say he's running for governor. Mm-hmm. I hope that's I'll, not the fucking I'll case. I'll take him over Abbott. Look, we all want Abbott out. We all want Abbott out the same way we wanted Trump out. But Matthew McConaughey is proving to be the Joe Biden of this situation. He's not anybody's first choice, or second, or third, or even whatever number Andrew Yang came in, whatever double-digit number Andrew Yang came in. But he's all we. But uh, apparently, right now, he's all we got. I just want to sit Greg Abbott in front of a flight of stairs. <laughs> and leave him there. Y'all not gonna Professor X that man. <laughs> God damn. Um. Matthew McConaughey is getting into politics, and he was talking about it on the Joe Rogan podcast. Now, my issue came in when he started talking about his take on defunding the police. Mm. And I'm not going to play it, and I'm not going to quote it. I'm not going to quote him directly, but it demonstrates a huge misunderstanding of what defund the police symbolizes. It demonstrates a misunderstanding of what the problem is in the relationship between cops and black people and or people of color. Um, Matthew McConaughey is a white guy who is extrapolating his experiences with law enforcement and trying to cut and paste that onto what black people must be going through. And that's not how this works. That's not how it works at all. It's not how it works whatsoever. <clears throat> the first, The first thing that told me he was lost on this scenario is that Randall listened and Randall listened to it. He knows Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. He basically said, we have to, we have to talk to the community and make them understand that when the cops show up, when the cops have been called, they're like the tow truck. They're like the tow truck people. It's not good news. They're not showing up for good news. So tensions are already high. They're coming in looking for trouble. That is the fucking problem. That, that is the problem. That's also the reason why we don't call police. That's why we don't call the fucking police because they want because they're going to come in looking for trouble, hard charging. And 
why are tensions high with the police? You were just chilling. You were just at your fucking job. We called you over here. Tensions are high where we're at, and your job, your first line of your first line of defense is supposed to be de-escalating the situation. Mm-hmm. You're you're supposed to come in when you're law enforcement, when you when you are the sheriff. Have you ever seen those old those old TV shows? You're supposed to come in and be the voice of reason. Anytime, let me put it this way: anytime you call somebody else, anytime you call somebody from the outside to settle an argument, you usually go pick the person that you know is going to be reasonable. Yeah. When you are when you are passionate and falling out with your nigga. Mm-hmm. You've done this. Everybody's done this. They Everybody. went and called their one sensible friend. All right, settle this for us. Tell me I'm not crazy, man. Tell me I'm not crazy, bro. You didn't call him. You didn't call them because you knew they were going to be as fired up as you. Because that's just going to be more arguing. And Matthew McConaughey doesn't understand this. And he doesn't understand this because he's a white man. And he's the whitest of white men who will never have this problem. Ever. And he's like, I remember when the police weren't out to get you. Yeah, you do because you white and you've never had that problem. I don't remember it. Black people only know when the cops are out to get them. That's it. That's all we get. When the cops are called, it's not good news. We have to have a conversation about that. Because half the time, when white people call the police, they're making it not good news and everything was fine until they called them. Because you knew somebody was going to get fucked up. Yep, and it wasn't going to be you. And then he wants to put more money in the better training, which is exactly the problem with Joe Biden's stance. That's why I think he's going to be the Joe Biden of this situation. Business as usual, but more money for training because training is the problem. Training is only part of the problem. Training is a systemic systemic, uh, uh, symptom of the disease which starts at the crux of what law enforcement in this country was brought in to do right the the problem is at the charter of the entire system itself and what it was founded upon it's not upon training people better it's a culture you don't train people better out of a culture so matthew mcconaughey gotta chill the fuck out and shut the fuck up shut up number two is eva longoria man this is another one of these gina rodriguez ass moments Eva Longoria was basically the Gina Rodriguez in my heart before Gina Rodriguez came along. I had no reason to be a grown-ass man watching Desperate Housewives. None. It made for decent storytelling. Like the first two seasons or something. Um, After that shit where Alfred Woodard had a nigga in the basement. Yeah. That's when it went off the rails. Anyway. Eva Longoria fine ass. How's she old and fine? Eva Longoria fine ass and start saying this stupid shit, trying to take trying to take away um, credit from Stacey Abrams, from the black women who showed up and showed out in this in, in this election and put us over the and put us over the hill for what we needed to get Donald Trump the fuck out of office. Well, let, well, just like black women, Latina women showed up too. <laughs> Bitch, no, 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 especially when your anti, when your anti black ass, uh, when your anti black ass cousins. Well, 
hold on. Okay. Because you're not giving the words justice. Okay. She did her initial statement was yes, black women showed up and blah blah blah. But there was a but that followed it. Um Latino women um you know blah 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 and blah blah blah. So her her the original but that was included in there was was definitely stated as a um I know you're feeling yourself right now, but let me censor my shit. Yeah. And that's how that's how that's how it came across. And it, it's and I know I know people have been talking about this for a few days and you know and the you know looking at the actual the actual syntax and the taxonomy of the words that were used. She said what she meant to say the first time she said it. So before her retraction, she said what she meant to say. She meant to she meant to center herself and her people in the midst of it. It was always a side note to her because she didn't know or give a fuck to start. Right. Um, this is exactly what we're talking about. And, and let's not leave out that a many, a many of the Latino community got their ass up and voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Not only that, got their ass and voted for Trump the first time. Mm-hmm. So let's not act like Let's not act like the accomplishment that happened in your community remotely compares at all to the accomplishment that happened in my community. Because we're not the same. We're not the same. We're not received the same. If you think if you think you getting the vote out with your white passing ass compares to Stacey Abrams getting the vote out when they tried everything to reform this woman's image mm-hmm. just to run for a gubernatorial for a, for a gubernatorial campaign that didn't go over they tried to get the, they tried to put on the treadmill they tried to fix her teeth they tried to comb her, they tried to comb her hair out if you think what she went through as a black woman in this country compares even remotely to what you go through as a as a fine ass celebrity white I'm gonna call her white passing even though I know not necessarily white passing chick in this country bitch you are fucking mistaken very true the dogs agree so you got to sit there keep doing your fucking Revlon commercials and shut the fuck up mm. Mm. this ain't for you this shut ain't your moment up, shut up shut up in the in the immortal words of Gucci, this ain't your part of the show right now, cuz. <laughs> and the number one person who should shut the fuck up and shut the fuck up, all star, and shut the fuck up, a, a a a titan in the shut the fuck up pantheon. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jason Whitlock. <laughs> He's back, y'all. He is back. The road back was long. Never left because it would require him to walk. <laughs> um, so, real life Clayface. Um, <laughs> real life Modoc. <laughs> um, Look it up and y'all will get it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Dr. Duh, 
Doctor Dunn is back on the is 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 back on the is back on the beat. He's back on his bullshit, and by back on and by back on his bullshit, I do not mean he is back at Golden Corral. They have banned him. Um, <laughs> they have limited him to three visits a day. They got his face on the door. They got his face on the door. Do not feed this man. <laughs> Jason Whitlock has returned. Um, he is he was on Tucker Carlson's show. Uh, that that should have been well. That should have been the first red flag, but um, right. First of all, I don't want to hear from a motherfucker with a bow tie about black shit. That, let's get that out of the way. Um, uh, it came to Tucker Carlson's attention that Associated Press um has started to capitalize the B in black people. Mm-hmm. Which I am all for. I got. I actually got that. Mem- I actually got that memo over the summer, uh, in a in a uh, black nerd problems group chat that we were capitalizing black, um, and I was all for it. And so he wanted to understand and unpack why the import or the importance of uh, black people wanting uh, the being black capitalized in publications, and so. When they couldn't find when they couldn't find any black people who knew what the fuck they were talking about, they went to the green around the gills goblin himself, uh, Mr. Jason Whitlock, um, who had nothing who had nothing good or nothing remotely intelligent to contribute to the um, to the situation. Basically, he said that he feels like capitalizing the B in in black people is a level of control used by the white man um, to keep defining us only by our skin color <clears throat> and making somehow making our skin color a what did he say? Making our skin color our, our sole defining characteristic. Yes. Which is absolutely not the case. First of all, let's get something out of the way. The whole concept of black is something white people white people instituted to classify us it's something white people instituted to make for them to make us uh, make our skin color the sole purpose. So we are taking ownership of that. Latino people get to Latino people get to get to have the L capitalized. Now white but, people were a little mad that they don't get the W capitalized. That's because white people don't have any fucking culture. Well, and let, let let me give let me give my scholastic explanation. Go ahead, man. To why the I'm... B is capitalized. Um, unlike most other people who live in America, most of, unlike most other Americans, black people or African Americans or whatever you want to call us, um, most of us who are native to this country um, cannot trace our roots back to our original ancestry. Um, not accurately. Not accurately. Um, and and Ancestry.com does not really count, y'all. Um, people of Latin descent, most of them are able to trace their ancestry at least to another country or a region. 100%. Um, so, if, you know, even though they say Latin or Latinx to group people together, most of them can trace their ancestry directly to Mexican or El Salvadoran or Guatemalan or, you know, different types of descents, um, which are capitalized. The same thing for many 
um, white and European Americans. Um, the ones who do know where they come from are able to, you know, say that they are of Irish or German or whatever type of heritage, which is also capitalized because it denotes what that ancestry or that nationality is. Mm-hmm. Um, black people do not have that. Most of us cannot trace our heritage or our, our, our lineage to a specific country or region. Most of us cannot. Do you know? No, okay. I, no, no, I agree. So in the absence of that, black has become that identifying nationality, ethnicity, or whatever you want to call it, that we can trace ourselves back to. And if you follow the taxonomy of other cultures who, you know, when they when they trace it back, you know, people of Spanish descent, actually of Spain, they can capitalize it S. For us, because for all intents and purposes, our history as black Americans and our collective experience begins here. We capitalize that B. That's what we have in common. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, and not surprisingly, Jason Whitlock is very short-sighted in his, in his response because he's assuming that this is all... Look, none of us have actual black skin. Our skin is brown. Right. Many shades of brown. Um, and when we say short-sighted, we're not talking about because he can't see his penis. Because he's taller laying down than he is standing up. <laughs> um, this nigga's blood type is hypoglycemia. <laughs> oh my God. That nigga got a type A personality and type 2 diabetes. <laughs> if you cut him open, he bleeds slurpy. <laughs> oh, oh, man. His eyes ain't bloodshot. That's just red Kool-Aid. <laughs> Oh man, that man stores food for the winter in the folds of his neck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, no, so listen. (laughs) My point is, he's just, he's just so, he's just so strong and wrong. He is, he is intentionally stupid. And exactly. What? He's being intentionally obtuse. He went into this situation telling white people what they wanted to hear. This is his bread and butter. This is why you you only see him on Fox and you have never seen him on a on a platform of any substantial value outside of maybe the Van is outside of Van Layton's podcast. Um and even then that was that was a headache to get through. Not cuz of Van um, having said that, he knows what he knows the importance yeah. of capitalizing the being black. He knows what that means on a cultural level. He knows what that means on a nationwide, worldwide level, um, in terms of journalism and how we report on black people. He knows these things. I he's not he's not stupid enough. He might be. Okay. He might be. He might be. He might be. But I don't think he is. I don't think he's stupid enough to really believe the shit he's saying. I don't think he... I I think he capitalizes on going to the white people and telling them the new bullshit that they want to hear, much like Candace Owens, um, much like a lot of these motherfuckers. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. I believe 
that he knows what's going on. He's telling these white people what they want to hear to placate them and to make them feel and to make them feel better as if we are not unifying on things as a people. I think he wants them to believe that we are somehow still docile and controllable and we are entering a, a phase of our history and our legacy in this country where we are becoming less so. Jason Whitlock doesn't make money on us coming up as a people. He does not. Jason Whitlock makes money. Uh, Jason Whitlock specifically makes money off of making white people feel like they can control us. With these bullshit theories about the white man using the capital B in black to control us. Suck my dick, nigga. You know, find yours first, but suck mine after that. I bet he capitalizes the B in buffet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I never met a nigga who gets up in the morning and got to wipe the crust out their eye and it's just dried mayonnaise. It's <laughs> not how facials work, Jason. Uh, I bet he speaks hut teas. <laughs> If y'all know Star Wars, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my God! Slob of the hut, looking ass. Jason, Jason Whitlock, find your neck. Hey, find your neck before you have anything to say about what me about about what about how your people get down. You ain't left the you ain't left the house to have your ear to the street. You ain't left the house. You broke out in a cold sweat trying to make it to the front door. So I know you ain't left the house to have your ear to the street about how my people get down. And what other black people would even fuck with you at this point? Other than other than the DoorDash delivery guy. Even then. The motherfucker, I know they definitely leave his shit at the end of the driveway. 100 <laughs> 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 Um, so. Until you decide that uh, until you decide that this charade is over it's not even I, you know what I want to say that you're one of these people that we don't need to shut the that you don't need to shut the fuck up and we just need to shut the fuck up talking to you um nobody talks to him but nobody talks to you nobody talks to you this just comes this just comes up on shade room or whatever or or, or whatever uh Whatever thing capitalizes on getting us mad at you, because if it did, because if it wasn't for people circulate circulating this shit on fucking Instagram and Twitter, getting us mad at you, we would never know you fucking exist. Just like you, just like you have to, just like you have to spread powder all over your belly button to figure out whether or not your penis exists. Wow. Um. <laughs> so. Find find where your neck starts and your chin ends before you have anything to say about what real journalists and real writers and real content creators in the culture do and shut the fuck up. Shut up. I would say I would say go fuck yourself, but again, that'll be easier than fucking somebody else. Shut up. Much easier. Just fuck a fold minus the Crisco. You have to tell you have to tell them when they come over. Don't be mad. Don't don't look like that. Some good pussy in this role. Shut up. Wow. D Randall, have we done a podcast? We have done a podcast. Um, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. This is what what is this? What what are we? 114? 114. Yeah, 114. My God. 
thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, I always say this. I say this every week, and I'll keep saying it. We we're here. We do this to help you get through this. This is a crazy year. Um, hopefully, we're we're looking at. I I genuinely believe we're looking at better days ahead in twenty in twenty twenty one. Hell, I think we're looking at better. I hope. We're looking at better days ahead in December of 2020, but you motherfuckers got to sit down and 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 help slow the spread of this shit. And I don't think you're I don't think you're equipped to do that at this point. Um, hey, hey y'all, the the holidays are coming up, man. Just chill, just stay at home, relax. Do you re- do you really want to just be out and about drinking eggnog, handing out COVID? Don't aren't y'all sick of Zoom? The love of fuck, aren't y'all sick of Zoom? I know I am. I am utterly sick of Zoom. I hate Zoom. I really do. Um, my my old coworkers at Bed Bath and Beyond wanted me to get on wanted me to get on a Zoom meeting, and I missed them, and I love them, and I didn't want to do it because it's just because it's fucking Zoom. And I'm sick of looking at that fucking screen. And I'm sick of looking at people that don't put their name properly in the thing when they enter the chat. So it's never your name, it's just Windows Phone. <laughs> or that one motherfucker in the Zoom call that just puts their OnlyFans link on as their name. Oh, y'all don't do that? Okay, that's just I, I me. Don't, that's I don't cool. Know. Uh I don't know so, what you talking about. <laughs> so aren't y'all sick of Zoom? Aren't y'all sick of all these fucking sh- are, are, of your favorite shows now everybody gotta have a mask on? Aren't y'all sick of Aren't y'all sick of Zoom catfish? Wow. Actually, I, I take that back. This season, Zoom catfish been lit as fuck. I was surprised. Mm. This shit been lit as fuck. Uh, I still oh I still live tweet catfish. So um, uh, hop on hop on Twitter. Opinions Black is our Twitter. Go ahead, and follow me on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock. Um, seven o'clock Eastern. No, seven o'clock Central. Excuse mm-hmm. me. 7 o'clock Central. I live tweet Catfish. We have a good time. Um, I'm mostly just... I, at this point, I just mostly watch because Camby's fine as hell. Um, other than that, thank you guys. Church announcements, D. Randall. I don't have any. Wonderful. Um, shirts. Shirts. We will definitely have... We actually have a couple of things coming out Friday. I'm speaking them into existence. Speak it! So that they will happen. Um, I will not tell you the name of the design, but it is something... That is uttered frequently on this show. It's very much so. And you'll know it when you see it. Um, also, um, new mask and mug designs as well. Just in time for the holidays. Right on! Uh, just in time for the holidays. And we have a Black Friday sale coming up too. Yep, yep. We'll let you know more about that uh, closer to it. Uh, thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week with more Foolishness and Fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 114. Yes. Of opinions while black, I have been Oz. I am D. Randall. As always, in parting, titties. <laughs>